0: You know who we are, and you know why we're here, Chico. We're here to be the best podcast in all of wrestling, man. We want the world and everything in it.
1: Chico. <laughs> ben, hey, yo. We are here <laughs> doing getting some colors, man. Stick, man. I ain't a stick, man. I'm a big, man. He's the big man. Yeah.
2: Say hello to Tony's bad guy. <laughs> Tony's bad guy.
1: Hello guys. Obviously, we're rocking the toothpicks for old Scott Hall that I just threw the toothpick at my camera just like he does. It was a good one. Yeah. And
0: um i keep in mind the entire show. I'm do- I'm going to stay like this the whole time.
1: I I physically I'll be like why is this thing in my mouth and then i wouldn't be able to speak but i'll put it in not this one because it fell on the floor the floor is nasty. Well, I
0: used, I used to do this all the time as a child so i'm like good at it so mm-hmm. um
1: but yes yeah rest in peace scott hall we talked about it on big trouble we'll probably you know talk about him again here since this is a wrestling podcast but we're going to be discussing wcw saturday night june 19th 1993 and then WWF, because we like to put the F back in, uh, That's right. in raw. Huh. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> which is <laughs> June 21st, 1993. By the way,
2: I'm dubs. I am Chico Chaz, man. Chico Chaz.
0: I'm the bad guy. The mang mang. The mang mang. but, but. Razor Razor Zach, I don't
2: know. <laughs> Razor Sork. Razor Zach Ramon. Oh, this is the Mang Mang. That's such a good name. <laughs> it,
1: it, you know, it's great. Even though like Zach has taken, um, you know, obviously Razor Ramon's promo, but like make it into like a getting some color promo. He does it really well. I I can't do it off of the bat. Like I have to like I say everything wrong. That's my thing. I, I, I could just imagine me like, and that's the bottom line
2: because Stone
1: Cold, and then just don't say say so, and I just say Stone Cold.
2: <laughs> because yeah, Stone Cold's we'll dead. My, 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 my Tony Khan promo it's like, hey, Mang, we're gonna be the bad guys because we're the best and in nine days. We're gonna be the podcast.
3: <laughs>
0: You also have to get up and stamp your feet.
2: Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, man, I'm sweaty as fuck already. Oh man. All right. We're gonna we're gonna shed clothes through this podcast. Get ready.
1: <laughs> my inner bad man.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but anyway, we are gonna be doing those two shows. But before we get into, by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, we have a new logo. And if you're listening on Spotify, look at the shiny logo. It's down called. Getting blood all over his face. <laughs> Sorry. Every time I get a chance to do Stone Cold, I want to do it. Um, but we're gonna be you. we're gonna be talking about some news. Um so well, let's 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 dive into AEW first. So what was the last thing that we talked about? We did we talk about the Jarco appreciation society here? No. No? Because that was last week. Yeah, uh, I. Uh, what, what, were we, what were we going to say?
2: Oh, I just we we briefly discussed it, but I think it was like it was literally just happening, but we didn't have the promo yet from the previous week, uh, or the match from yesterday. So uh, we talked about it briefly, but I don't think we have to talk about the actual promo or Cool Hands and Daddy Magic, any of that, <laughs> which is fantastic. Uh, but yeah, let's we can jump into that.
1: Yeah, so Jericho is doing a new stable thing. He kind of said, screw Inner Circle, time to take in 2.0. And Jericho is the leader of the Jericho Appreciation Society. And they are wrestling entertainers or sports entertainers. They're not professional wrestlers. And uh, the promo that he he did was like, oh, uh, you know, sports entertainers get more money than professional wrestlers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Professional wrestlers aren't super successful multi-millionaires. Mm-hmm.
4: So, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah, they beat up professional wrestlers because that's that's entertainment, baby.
1: And Jerry, baby, uh, yeah, baby. Uh, Jer- Jericho, like he he reinvents himself so many times. It's crazy how over he gets on whatever he does. Sometimes, sometimes things fall flat a little bit, but. You know, he, he gets things done sometimes. And uh what what is your guy opinion on the Jericho Appreciation Society?
0: Um, I like it so far. Uh this is definitely much better than the uh he, honestly, for like the past six or eight months he's been like really cringe to me. Even like a little bit before that. The the shit with MJF got dragged out, it got he got almost buried in that. Mm-hmm um he's in and i've always thought jericho's been a better heel than a babyface all the time like only for really brief spurts was he ever a good baby face i think mm-hmm. and uh now he's back in heel mode and he's he's found a way to piss off the aew audience which is like kind of hard to do
2: <laughs> so, so yeah, he's also looking him. more and more ripped dude he, he is looking so ripped
0: i think it's because that health scare the the I don't think he had a triple H cardiac event. He had a a Y two K bug or something and it <laughs> fucked him up and a, a Y2J <laughs> Y two J bug. Yeah, Y two J bug, excuse me. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I I think that it's fine to see how this plays out so far. It seems good. I actually like the dichotomy right now between how this is lined up and, and specifically helping to set up Daniel Garcia when he otherwise would have been the number one candidate to join the stable that Regal Danielson and Moxley have formed the, the BCC or the, the Blackpool uh, combat club. We'll get to that a little bit later, but uh, I I like that. That's cool. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) But uh, I think that, yeah, it's it's a shame they didn't name it. uh, The, the Blackpool battle club, but uh, anyway, um, so as far as uh, as things go, though, I think that uh, without a doubt, Jericho. If there's anything with his career that's going to go down, other than him being one of the the better professional wrestlers, length the length. I mean, he's he's had such a great career. He has to be at the very top overall of being able to know when he's he has actually hit staleness and reinventing himself, despite his own flaws of ego and other things that all of the wrestlers suffer from. How many other times has someone like been able to realize this isn't going anywhere and completely flip it and do something new and it works. I just, I don't know of anyone else that's been able to do it that many times over 30 years. I mean, it's, he's the prime example. Mm-hmm. So, props to him. I'm excited to see where it goes.
1: And it seems like he studies the stuff before he like does a creative move. Because I, like Zach said, you know, he found out how to piss up the AEW crowd, and I bet you, I bet you, he or whoever he hired, uh, to like search throughout social media posts and just just to see what the AEW people like, and just be like, you know what, I'm gonna be the total opposite. They they really hate WWE and what they stand for. Well, I'm gonna make a stable pretty much being WWE because you know they they call their uh, wrestlers superstars. And you know, identifying even though he came from WWE, and um, 2.0 2. point came from NXT, um, like y- you could piss off a crowd like that because you know, um, some of those people in in the AEW fans are kind of SAWFT soft, <laughs> and uh, you know, how you doing? How you doing? I yeah, I remember them. <laughs> <laughs> How? It, it, I, let me touch on that for a little bit. Like, okay. they were, like, literally one of the top tag teams that, like, people strive to look at. Maybe not, like, uh, turn on Raw for the whole uh, show, but just to see what Enzo Amore would fucking say. And the things that he said were funny as shit, and he was entertaining... Uh, <laughs> fucking Cass couldn't fucking do anything, say anything. He sounded like an idiot. That's why he had the SAWFT. he,
0: he was Billy Gunn, seven foot tall. Enzo, he was. <laughs> he was. He was Billy Gunn, and Enzo was Road Dogg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Billy Gunn's a much better wrestler than Cass, but that's the role he was.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just interesting because like, uh. It, that was during the time where, you know, all the Me Too wrestlers were happening. Where, you know, Velveteen Dream, Enzo, uh, got into a little pickle with a, a minor uh, that ended up later on was just nothing. And his career was done. <laughs> and, and then they tried to do that angle. Wasn't he like an uh, impact or whatever or ROH? Where he was like feuding with Bully Ray, and then that fell through. It was just crazy. It yeah, it was it was craziness. And then remember when Enzo tried to uh, <laughs> infiltrate WWE TV, where he's in the fucking front row. That was hilarious. Like that was the best yeah. thing about Raw. And and they they tried to you know, they they eventually did kick him out. But <laughs> I don't know. I kind of missed them a little bit. They were entertaining. Um, other than that, nothing else that I, I guess we could talk about the, the Regal. Uh, I mean, you mentioned it before, but what, what's your thoughts on the stable? Do you think it's going to get bigger? You think there's going to be more people in this stable? Who
3: would you see?
2: They're doing a Cobra Kai. They're, They're doing a Cobra Kai. They've already set up Will or Yuta, um, last week's match, uh, against best friends. Will or Yuta. I uh, was squashed but then he showed a lot of tenacity in the match and then he actually walked out uh on uh the best friends to turn back around and go in and confront Regal. Regal slapped a piss in his mouth and then he like took it, you know, confronted him anyway. And actually in the commentary last night in the in uh, Dynamite uh uh while they were having their match, Regal actually was asked about Wheeler Yuta, and he said that um He basically kind of gave him the seal of approval. Like he doesn't want to uh, get someone like someone can't pay him for his knowledge. Someone can't uh, give thank yous and, and beg. He wants someone to earn it and to earn it through showing they have that fighting spirit. And if they have that, and to him, he feels like they are worthy, then he will pass it on. And then there was a segment after the promo, they cut, you know, dubbing the, the name of the, the stable, uh, there was a, a promo backstage with best friends where they uh, Trent had, Trent Beretta called out Will Arude for walking out on them, and he told them he wasn't in AEW to be a best the best friend he could be. He was there to be the best wrestler he could be, and he walked off. So Hell it kind yeah. of sets up that he is going to be the first follower. So I'm I'm cool with that. I think Will Arude is a great talent. He's really young. He he looks good in the ring. I mean, for how young he is already, like he's pretty smooth. He and Garcia both look really good technically. So I think they they they're just you know they need experience especially on TV but they get that and I think both of them are going to look great um and I, I think uh one of the other potential uh wrestlers they might go for is um uh Lee Moriarty it's another another name that came up in a potential list uh Garcia again we talked about but Garcia has already went down a different path which I think is actually great him calling out that he's a sports entertainer is just I think wonderful uh it pissed off so many people um actually I want to come back to that my squirrel brain forgot we moved on to the soft and all that nonsense but uh you mentioned how Jericho spent a lot of time studying I actually want to argue that he didn't it took one thing for him to realize what needed to happen Daniel or uh, Brian Danielson sorry cut a promo uh, when he tried to turn heel and he mentioned how he headlined WrestleMania and the crowd went nuclear when he said the word WrestleMania and dynamite. And I think from there they really knew, Oh, we'd have something. Anytime someone wants to piss someone off, all they have to do is bring that up. Eddie would bring that type of stuff up and yell out. He's not a sports entertainer. He's a wrestler. So that's also kind of funny now that with that feud that happened now, Jericho's yelling, I'm a, I'm a sports entertainer. I'm not a wrestler. So but that's kind of neat.
4: Yeah, I guess
1: we'll see. Um, I know Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy had a little segment, I don't know, or a match where Jeff Hardy was, like, in the lobby area uh, somewhere in Texas and did this swanton bomb, like, off of the, like, rafters of the, the ceiling pretty much. Uh,
3: mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like – God damn it Jeff you just you, this is the second week you're in the company and you're already doing fucking high-flying shit. I know that's his identity and shit, but fuck man, just keep it in the ring where it's safe. <laughs> Even though like they they set it up to look safe because they had a bunch of boxes under the table and like there was tablecloths and they made sure there was like fucking five tables so he wouldn't hit the cement. Like it was rigged that way, but I'm like god damn it Jeff, stop you're not you're not 20 years old anymore you can't do a fucking i i guarantee you this is leading to some like tlc bullshit um where it's uh, yeah because you have private party you have the the hardy brothers and i god for i hope not i hope it's not Sting and fucking darby in the ladder match
0: <laughs> <laughs> why don't you want to see sting don't you want to see Sting? Jump off of a twenty foot ladder or do a splash. No, I, I don't want to see him die. Don't you want to see Sting do a six thirty
1: centon? Fucking Seth Rollins did a buckle bomb Stang. to him and it fucking nearly killed him. I don't. I don't want him to jump off of a Go ladder.
2: Stang. Listen, I don't need to see Sting do any any type of moves like that. My heart stopped in the during the pay per view when he jumped off uh, yeah. to that table. hmm yeah. but I've noticed something. Every match that Sting is in, that is. Got that extra stipulation to it. Someone is going to do something ridiculous through a table. It's just like that is the spot. Um, so I don't know. Sometimes it was, it doesn't it was need a pretty stipulation. Match, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Sometimes it yeah, you need that. Someone's going through a table.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, uh, that match was pretty good. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. That was definitely crazier than it needed to be to just to be like the second match on a Dynamite. <laughs> like that's what that was. It's like. Jeff Hardy's going to kill himself on a pay-per-view match. I'm terrified for his safety.
0: Jeff, Sammy, Sting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just, I really hope they keep Sammy and Jeff away from each other because there's already like this curse between any match that Sammy and, and Matt Hardy are involved in together. I mean, they did kind of break that curse with the, the match from uh, Revolution. But my goodness... Uh, if they try to fight each other, I, I really think that someone might die. It might be an actual death match.
1: Speaking of Sammy, um, I guess this is a good transition uh, to your n- news, Zach. So I'll let you take it away.
4: For
0: Okay, so I don't really know what happened. But, like, I guess uh, this is sort of tied into something that happened on TV. He made some kind of reference talking to Dan Lambert or whatever because he had the title – Somebody, he grabbed the TNT title and he was kissing it or some shit. He's like, oh, you don't want to be kissed now. You don't know what we've done in there in the hotel or whatever, whatever the fuck he said, he alluded to. And Then like, I guess today uh, they posted a picture of them in bed, probably naked. I'm pretty sure at least one of them was. Mm. <laughs> and the, the title was on him and I'm like, oh Jesus.
4: I, I
1: I have mixed feelings for it because, like, remember during so, Re- Revolution, uh, we were just like, why is Tay Conte doing, like, weird heel stuff? And then, like, now they're doing this angle where, you know, Sammy, Sammy and Tay Conte, and, uh, you know, since the hate, uh, from Sammy's, you know, old fans now, I guess, because, you know, he, uh, He ended relationship with that woman uh, and like it was out of like nowhere, but like people were speculating that Tay Conte was like fucking Sammy before the news came out. So they said it wasn't true. Yeah, they they said it wasn't. Yeah, they said it wasn't true. And then Sammy came out being like, oh, we're not getting married. Uh, We broke up like back in October. Just, you know, we're still friends and everything. And then it ramped up a lot. Like Tay Conti was like putting posted there, like a uh, her kissing Sammy or being half naked or showing her ass and tits and stuff. And, she did that before. Yeah, and I, I'm just like, <laughs> okay, if you're gonna do this angle, then you need to be 100% heel. And he's not being portrayed as a heel. And I know in AEW heels and faces are not the same. Sometimes they have a little more swagger. <laughs> Than others,
0: no, Cody's gone. They don't. They don't follow that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> now, if they were smart, they would turn heel because mm-hmm. they're getting heat or some of the, they're getting some heat, whether they want to or not. Uh, everybody always yeah. says, "Oh no, they get great reactions in the, in the live crowds." I I don't know. I've not fucking seen them, but uh, I would turn heel because I mean that's like that's the fucking edge thing. There's yeah. like. <laughs> It wasn't nearly as dramatic, and you know, you didn't fuck over like another wrestler that everybody liked or something. It was just, it, it was lamer. Like, it's still like that guy's a dick. Because what do you infer from that situation, really? I mm-hmm. don't know. Don't propose to people on TV, Chico.
1: I and I and I truly think yeah. that they're doing this not because of wrestling, I think they're doing it because. You know, that's the thing in social media now It's like, oh, we got to we got to we got to make sure the haters hate us or fuck the haters and just do what we want, which is fine.
0: We got to make sure the haters fuck us.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's too. but which is <laughs> w- which is fine. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, that's when I go into man, you, you broke up with your fiance, which you claimed you loved and proposed into the ring at AEW. And now you're just like, fuck that shit. And I'm gonna make everybody feel like shit
0: in a way. Sammy Sammy saw the Razor Ramon promos from the early '90s. He saw what he did. He saw he, the Chica came up to him, and she was he was like, what is this? And then she's like, I thought you were gonna call me. He's like, I'm done with you. Get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> he took it heart.
1: I don't know, but wh- like, what do you guys have to say about it? Like, do you think it's at a point overboard, what he's doing, it's a little too much. A little
0: uh, bit. It's, it's kind of showy. It's a very sh- show-offy.
2: Mm-hmm. Where's Chastain? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I i think it is, like, they they at least have it tied to an angle, so I kind of get it, so that's fine. But I do think it's, yes, yeah, the optics aren't great as far as how soon that is. And it doesn't look good because again it has nothing to do with wrestling. It's like you're letting some things in your personal life cut in and, and show who you are as a person. Uh and it, it, whether it's true or not, the perception is like, yeah, yeah, you cheated on your, your fiance with another wrestler that's there and you've moved on. Now you're just finding flaunting around after a few months. Um and it goes back to what you just uh, you said earlier. You just don't propose on television in front of a bunch of people keep your personal life out of out of the spotlight as much, and you don't have to worry about backlash like that. Um, I mean, if this were another wrestler doing something like this, it probably wouldn't be as bad, right? But because of all the, the stuff he's been in the media for, uh, I mean, what was it? Not even when the Me Too movement and all that stuff was happening, you know, he was getting this big push, and then he was iced and had to be taken off TV, and basically his push had to be... Um, redirected, and he had to start from scratch because they had to pull him because of the comments he made about Sasha Banks however many years ago. And He's, people I, deserve a second chance. We all say stupid things. Like, I, whatever. That's that's fine. He was like but 20 it, or some shit. Like, well, he was, I've like, said, I have said plenty of stupid things. I, I've oh, been yeah. sitting here considering saying a stupid thing in just a moment, which I'll probably say, so hopefully my wife never listens to this. But, uh, so, that all being said, I I, I mean, I, I think the angles, whatever, it's fine. I can't speculate on what happened. I don't know specifics of that, but so I'm not going to talk about that or not, but uh, I'm not going to say that I would ever be unfaithful either. However, take Conti is, is on my hall pass list. My wife and <laughs> I have a hall. We've been together for a long time. And uh, until pretty recently I updated that and she was the most recent addition to that. So, uh, I'll, I'll leave that as it is. Um, uh,
1: I mean, you never know. But she's kind of, she's almost like Lita. She almost slutty, like because I heard Lita fucked everybody in the locker room. I'm pretty sure Tay Conti's up there. Um, wow, that's horrible yeah. for me to say.
3: Well, was, <laughs> but, yeah, that, was a, that was a big,
2: that was a, it was a leap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just said she's, she's just a very, like objectively, she's a very beautiful woman. And there's me. Oh, she's I, a whore.
1: Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you slut. It's sorry slut.
2: Trying to make
0: Diana look like a whore
1: Yeah, if if I was, if <laughs> he I knows what
0: I'm talking about,
1: <laughs> if I was Jim Cornette, you know, booking an AEW show, and I saw what uh uh Sammy and Tay are doing, I'd be like,
0: God damn, you gotta you gotta put them heel now. God damn, everybody knows they're fucking. You may as well make something out of it. Yeah, fuck.
1: And like that that's what comes to mind. And like maybe it's leading to that. Maybe that's what's happening right now, but they're still being the face while Dan uh whatever his name is and uh Scorpio Sky.
2: Zero Sugar Jim Cornette. Yeah. <laughs> Zero Sugar Jim Cornette. Oh, that's <laughs> fantastic. So he cut just to move on, what will tie in a little a little the the Great Hall. Ah uh, this is my Sammy promo. I I flip where I want and I fuck what I want money. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: what you should do. You should just start being a dick.
1: Just start being he's, yeah. That's fine. He's like the combination of fucking one, two, three kid and fucking uh, razor Ramon all to put together stick mang Damn. stick mang himself. Anyway. Um What other, I mean, we, there's nothing really we could talk about as far as WWE unless you guys have something to talk about. Because the only thing I, the only thing I care about are two things from WrestleMania AJ Styles and Edge and, um, Stone Cold and Kevin Owens and see what they do. So, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't really care for the bajillion fucking women tag, tag matches that are happening. And that uh, there's like three multi-tag uh, matches. And I'm just like, no, I can't.
0: I'm wondering where the Everybody Gets Paid Battle Royal is. They haven't talked about that yet.
1: <laughs> well, they can't do Owen Hart because AEW owns that now. Well, they're never going yeah, to anyway. do
2: that anyway. Well, it's
0: they're
3: just it's the Andre. And giant.
2: Yeah. 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 I, there was some, some speculation about whether the Andre uh, Battle Royale is going to be moved to the SmackDown before. And which I think they actually did it the last year. They had the Battle Royale. It wasn't even on pay-per-view. But uh, I I can see that happening. Um, But, you know, we'll have to just wait and see. I'm kind of with Dubs here. I I don't really have any interest in anything specifically. I am cautiously optimistic about the the Styles-Edge match because – I think that there's such an opportunity for Styles to have all these dream matches and he, and he has had them. I mean, he's had some fantastic matches. However, one big dream match that was, that was way blown over that ended up being a huge disappointment was that Nakamura match that he had at WrestleMania. Uh, and <laughs> that, that, I mean, literally the, the symbolism of that match couldn't be better because they hit everyone in that audience and everyone watching at home or square in the genitals. That, that match was a, such a disappointment, and it was hyped for so much more. So, like, I'm a little worried, like, however, oh, I think this could be great. It's a dream match because they were both at their prime in, like, the top two companies in North America. I mean, TNA not being anywhere at that level, but, I mean, Styles was still a great wrestler. Um, so I think it could be good, but, again, we'll see, have to see. And I, I don't know. The Stone Cold thing is – it's interesting. I've lost my interest in the Cody thing, which really sucks because I, I I want things to go well there. Well, um,
1: they're still saying I'm that it's so hopeful. They're still saying that he's going to show up at like night two or whatever because Seth Rollins is going to go out there and cry that he needs an opponent because they're like that's the build right now is that Seth Rollins is trying to get a spot at WrestleMania and he keeps on failing at mm-hmm. it. Um, so I, I could imagine. You know, them doing a stupid angle, and they kind of mentioned in, it in one of the promos, that Seth Rollins is having such a nightmare. And I'm like, ugh.
2: A nightmare?
1: Yeah, and...
2: <laughs> well, yeah, they've already done that. When he had the match, I guess, on Raw a week ago, and he lost to Kevin Owens, because he challenged him for the chance to, to host the KO show. When he lost, they kept saying his hopes were dashed. And this is a nightmare situation for for Rollins. Like they they heavily implied those things on uh, the commentary, so they're already doing that. Like that's wow. and they're gonna just put they're gonna just push that down everyone's throat, and everyone's gonna be so tired of hearing that because it's so played out. But then it's clever. Uh,
0: it's so funny.
2: Yeah, but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. I I, I mean, I've just lost interest in it. I, I won't be interested in anything that happens there unless. Unless like like out of nowhere they just decide you know what we're just gonna put all the belts on him let be beat everybody and then Cody not. Rhodes goes on to be an undisputed dual champion and just holds the belts for two years and then decides to walk off to AEW with the belts that will uh, make me interested
1: that would be interesting but like it just... and
2: then he puts the belts in the garbage
1: <laughs>
2: oh yeah
1: I, well, I do so I, yeah I thought I saw that somewhere but uh there was uh... I don't I forgot his name Sean Ross I think is uh, a wrestling uh like, Sean you...
2: Ross Sap Yeah Sap no crap just Sap
1: Yeah he talked about oh. he talked about the contract and apparently he has producer uh, powers in WWE uh in that contract mm-hmm. and I'm like it was really about the booking like it more and more it's it's about the booking that like made him butt hurt That he left the company, I I I I know I talked about it. We talked about it in lens, but I'm I'm still kind of just like, dude, fuck you. I don't I don't I don't believe anything that comes out of your mouth anymore. Like (laughs) I'm to the point, be like, fuck you,
2: Dusty Rhodes. (laughs) He wanted to control his narrative.
1: Oh, all right. Speaking of control your narrative, um, let's talk about it. So Zach. You've been reading into this more than I have. I just know that, you know, EC3, you know, the top 1% dummy, uh, that guy. (laughs) Um, that's his project.
0: (laughs) I guess. I I don't know if it's solely his, I I think it's him and maybe a couple other wrestlers. And they were like, we have TV. They don't really have TV. (laughs) It's like, it's going to be like some kind of weird startup, like streaming site or some shit for wrestling. (laughs) Okay. You guys said you had TV. That's not really TV, but whatever. (laughs) And, um,
2: I mean, uh, what are you going to say? Okay. Oh, go ahead. Finish up.
0: Okay. Well, he's been spouting off talking, you know, putting out little press releases and shit. And it's like, he started calling himself the essential character. In this this narrative, and I'm like, oh god, here we go. (laughs) And and like, they're doing this weird shit where it's like, people. There's this thing called like the the fucking pit combat or whatever the shit, and it's like two two guys will enter or ten guys will fight, and somebody will reach self actualization through combat. Like, (laughs) what?
4: (laughs) What the fuck? I
2: got got something special for you guys. (laughs) Okay. All right, our, Mang, Are you ready to hear I'm, the I'm official rules of control narrative?
3: Really?
2: Rule number one: You are in control. I'm always in control, man. Rule number, number two: man. You are in control. I already know that. Rule number three: Fights in when you tap out and get knocked out. Can't stand. A quiet sanctioned matches can end in pinball. Rule number four. Number four. Standard professional wrestling rules apply for sanctioned matches. Chaos ensues in the project pit. The project
0: pit—that's what it's called.
2: Rule number five. cinco, no super kicks. No tope suasitas, no Canadian destroyers. That's not fair. Rule number six. The fight isn't with your opponent. It is with yourself. Oh God. Wait, hang on. What if, you're, what if
0: you're okay with yourself? Look at me.
2: <laughs> Look at you me. You can't control the narrative, man. I
0: control my narrative.
2: Fights will go on as long as they have to. Sanctioned matches hit their times.
1: Oh, God. 30-minute matches.
2: Rule number eight. If you want to control your narrative, you have to fight.
3: Okay.
2: Man. I I wanted to say I realized that I had a little bit of Transylvania, a little bit of Borat. there. I... Oh. I A little bit of New Jersey, that was awful. <laughs> that I was terrible. I let, I let you know all of it. No, it's, it's because it was appropriate for control your narrative. I felt like the guy that did the narration for uh, that, that old YouTube video about the world ending, and they're like, in Australia, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. Very nice. Very evil. My wife.
1: My wife. My wife.
2: She's my sister.
0: <laughs> I
1: those rules sound so stupid. I just just hearing the rules and hearing what EC3 is like saying for like essential characters and stuff makes so me he think is the
4: essential character. Yeah,
1: it just makes me think that the producing of the show is gonna be very very hokey very very hokey
0: I think it's gonna be pretty cringe like he feels like he's being real edgy it's just like those fucking pretentious bullshit promos he was doing after he got released like at first it was like okay he, he's making a new gimmick and you know you give him the benefit of the doubt or whatever fuck mm. and he kept doing it over and over and over and it's like no he's he's full shit and he's mad because he didn't get booked and I don't blame him because I thought the guy had potential. I thought that was a Vince McMahon guy. Fucking look at him. And, like, mm-hmm. he didn't even use him at all. He treated him like a fucking jobber. So, what do I know? They got LA Knight. They're doing the same thing to him. He looks like a Vince guy. What's he do? He just gets beat.
1: <laughs> and he yeah. talks like this.
0: Talks like the East Sea. I don't remember what the fuck he did. He did shit with his hands, too.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Remember in yeah. N- NWA when he was, like... Wasn't he tagging with Mr. Anderson?
0: That was Eli Drake.
1: Yeah. You see, three
0: did a thing, too. I think he did this. He did the, the three. Yeah.
3: Three.
1: I don't know. Uh, I know Matt Cardona um, did, like, the first Control Your Narrative kind of promo piece that he did. Um I know him and EC3 had a match. I don't. Do you think have they brought out their the their other characters uh, roster yet?
0: Um. Yeah, Adam Scher, the Titan, Braun Strowman, is oh. there. Yeah. Eric Redbeard's mm-hmm. there. Which it, I I don't know. I don't know if he signed with AEW or what. Or, I know they let guys just do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but. Who Flip Gordon, I guess, who I mean he was part of Ring of Honor and then he got cut loose, so whatever. He was also uh, in New Japan. Oh, is he in New Japan too?
4: Yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah, th- there were quite a few AEW guys that have actually uh been signed to do some, some events and matches there. So I, I don't know. We'll give it a ch- give it a chance, but I, I will say with this rule set who which looks like an, an angry third grader wrote it. Uh, I just—I'll put it out there since uh, since I'm already here. I'm, I've been in, uh, involved in the the greater umbrella of these podcasts now for, for right at of what three weeks to a month, and I'm I'm already looking to probably get kicked off for this. But but just calling EC3 out. If if you want, I I challenge you now. I'm, I Chaz is calling you out. I will happily fight you because just because you drink and piss Muscle Milk and think that. January 6th didn't happen that does not mean you're edgy so just want to put it out there if you want to fight, reach out at us well, let us know, get some likes and follow us I, I will happily control my narrative and get my head kicked in for sake of entertainment. And money And money, yeah money <laughs> that's actually more important, I want the money but uh, but yeah
1: You heard it here first uh, Chaz is uh, challenging EC3 to a uh, what, what was the pit Named in that fucking thing, the chaos meet
2: me in the project pit Pit project, man.
1: So, somebody clipped that and and tweeted to EC3, make it happen.
2: You fucking troglodyte,
1: (laughs) damn, you can't
2: even spell that.
0: (laughs) We know he couldn't spell, he's misspelling shit in his press releases, or excuse me, his propaganda packages.
1: Sorry. You know what's gonna be hilarious? What if this like actually catches on? Like, I'd be surprised, but like it's not. But I'd be surprised (laughs) if it it did. I
0: mean, Uh, I don't know. uh, AEW proved to me that there's a fucking audience for anything.
1: Yeah. Um did we have any other news?
0: Yes. It's okay, Chaz. There's there's things about AEW I like. There's things I really don't.
2: So, oh, me too. Me too. Even and there's things I really love, but oh man, there are things I don't like either. Most I'm, I'm people but. love it.
0: I'm just what the fuck. I digress, though. Two uh, K WWE is cool. Stephanie McMahon came over and hanged out with them. Apparently, she's getting more into the gaming space because now she's part of Phase Clan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, but no, they, they did a picture thing. They're like, "Ha, oh, we're still good." lol. And I heard anyway, though, that the the game already sold twice as much as the previous one did, like, in its entire fucking life cycle. So, And it's only been out for, like, a couple weeks or something.
1: Yeah, it's amazing, like, when you actually put content and some fun things and make the controls fun to play with, that people would play your game. Wow, 2K, it took you this long to, like, come back? Yeah. Now bring the fun shit back that, you know, uh where you get to go in a mall and, like, beat up cars and shit of like like Kurt Angle's car and Lita's car or Flair's car. Do you guys remember that in WrestleMania 18?
0: Or Jim Cornette's car where they threw him mm-hmm. through the windshield and he got fucking mad and he
2: had to drive home in that fucking car. <laughs> just just allow me to climb and jump off the fist. That's what I want. I just want to climb I and want jump to- off the SmackDown fist but I want to do it in 4K.
0: I want to beat up construction workers and throw them off of the the incomplete building. Yes.
2: well, you can control your narrative. Remember, remember rule number one and two, which don't really coincide with rule number five, but apparently life's a contradiction. Sorry, we're back <laughs> to this. I'm salty. Easy three. Come at me, bitch. I'm ready. Life is a I'm ready for this. My, my 240 pound, 30% body fat, fat flabby ass. I'm ready. I'm ready for that. It's a, it, I mean, a, yeah. I'm being generous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just making sure, man. All right, so then <laughs> AEW had official AEW awards. I forgot this is a thing they do because they just kind of do it online. But I saw it and then like I read it and it was like really funny to me. I don't know. So I'll do Did you guys look at this? No. Okay. This will be fun. I'll try to make this fast. Okay, so Wrestler of the Year. They got Brian Danielson, Britt Baker, Ad Page, Darby Allin, Hikaru Shida, Miro and Kenny Omega.
1: Kenny Omega one.
2: Kenny hey Omega. Kenny Omega. Okay, that's fair. I guess he had at the end of the year. I guess well, most of the year he was still ruling over. Yeah. yeah, Brian Danielson came
0: in too late and Miro was inconsistent and hurt, so you know. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: God help him.
0: Breakout star, Mail, Dante Martin, Jungle Boy, Ricky Starks, Hook. Send Hook. Sammy Guevara.
3: Hmm.
1: I'm going to go... I'm going to do that because Hook started gaining traction a lot, and I know the voting was still around, so I'm going to go Hook.
2: Uh, I'm going to go Jungle Boy. It was Sammy Guevara.
0: Oh,
1: okay.
3: He he,
2: he backed Teconti. That that did happen.
0: (laughs) Was that what broke (laughs) him out? Okay. Teconti's butthole. He broke out her butthole. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Breakout star female. Jamie Hader, Tay Conti. I mean she we, we said she broke her butthole. Chris <laughs> Statlander. My hole! That. My hole! Jay Cargill. <laughs> God, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Uh Jade. Jake Cargill, clearly. It it was Jay Cargill. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Best moment on the mic. Brian Danielson calls out Kenny Omega.
4: Mm.
0: Britt Baker welcomes fans to Britzburg. MJF mm. thinks Midwest is mid. Eddie Kingston is sent to punish Miro, and CM Punk returns.
1: CM Punk. Jesus.
2: CM Punk returns.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: it's CM not Punk. even close.
0: Okay. Best Twitter follow. I don't know the context for any of this shit. Uh, but it's Young Bucks, MJF Britt Baker, Orange Cassidy, and
2: Nyla Rose. Young Bucks? I didn't hear it at the, the start of it for some reason, so I'm just gonna go Nyla Rose because I heard that.
0: It was Young Bucks <laughs> and MJF. They were the first two.
2: Mm. Uh, Nyla Rose is the winner. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know what that's about. Wait. So what was the what was the the category again? I missed it.
0: Best Twitter follow.
2: Oh, I know why. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad I picked Nyla Rose. Now Nyla Rose is a fucking savage on Twitter. She will eviscerate people verbally on Twitter, and it is fantastic. You guys should follow it. Too it's bad, she,
1: too bad she doesn't do it in the ring. She loses to people like Rio, and I just don't believe.
2: It. <laughs> <laughs> it's true <Yeah>. though. <laughs> hey, don't don't worry. I think they're they're building a thing. I think they're they're about to have the the Nyla Rose Thunder Rosa program. I think that'll be really good. I don't is know. If she'll, she's not gonna go over, but it's. I think she'll. look good. <laughs> She's gonna lose again, like
1: Murderhawk, Hawk, that other loser. <laughs>
0: Her father is going to die. And then, like, I, I don't know. Like, Red Velvet will start yelling at her and talking about how she's glad her dad's dead and, and roll up. And if they're going to recreate and she's going to complete her transformation into a female big show. That's what it's going to be. Oh, my God. Right, that, that's gross. That is, <laughs>
2: that, that, is, that is something. Oh, man. Really okay. like, Red Velvet really likes to stir it up.
0: Yeah, she, likes stir it up, man. Okay. Biggest beatdown. Men of the year send Darby Allen on a trip. They fed him mushrooms. Uh, (laughs) Brian Daneson kicks off or kicks Colt Cabana's tooth out. Uh, The pinnacle takes down the inner circle at Blood and Guts. Thunder Rosa takes down Britt Baker. Hangman Adam Page goes 60 minutes with Brian Daneson. Why is that a beatdown?
1: I guess they both beat each other down.
0: It, it can can you do that is there such thing as a, a mutual beatdown
2: i'm gonna go with the darby allen one because they threw him down the fucking stairs it was rough i'm gonna oh, go. that was the
1: yeah <laughs> i'm gonna go with uh Ke- uh with uh brian danielson and uh adam page
0: okay that was the winner i don't I still don't understand why it's a beatdown, but whatever. I think people, oh, that match was amazing. Oh, my God. (laughs) um, Biggest surprise, Darby Allens' return as the Invisible Man. Uh, The formation of the Pinnacle, wow. Uh, Junk Bucks turned on John Moxley, no. Uh, Mercedes Martinez arrives in AEW, what? Adam Cole and Brian Dale's debut, come on.
2: Adam Cole. Yeah, that's a, that's Yeah, the Adam, Co- the Adam Cole double swerve thing was really cool. Yeah, it's got to be that.
0: And then he didn't matter. Biggest what the fuck moment. Uh, Matt Jackson's tacked Travis Scott shoe. Nope. I remember the first time I wrote that, or wrote wrote that, uh, read that, I was like, what? And I had to like, I just now remembered what that was. And I was like, oh, okay. That's when he, he, he kicked him with the thumbtack shoe uh mcf's mm. long island homecoming john moxley and eddie kingston take a drive uh hangman ad page turns down the dark order uh new year's eve street fight uh take and uh versus the buddy of delby ford
2: mm. that fight was pretty brutal i'm gonna give the thumbtack i'm gonna go with the the, the jackson thumbtack kick
0: i'm
2: gonna
1: go with take conte
2: Dubs
0: is right. It was that New Year's Eve match where these girls wanted to kill each other on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Bloody Brazilian butthole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a meme now. This is a meme on this podcast. <laughs> Take Conti's glass ceiling
2: destroyed anus.
1: You got to say it with like JR's accent and stuff. Remember? If,
2: you, if you go that far enough up hole. there, there's a Sonic ring up there. <laughs> There's an anal ring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Best AEW fashion moment. Uh, Tay Conti at full gear. Carter Sheeta's anniversary dress. Chris Jericho as the Painmaker, The super elite as the Toon Squad. Britt Baker's Britsburg jacket. Britsburg? Toon Squad. What'd you say, Dubs? Britsburg. Dubs is right. Britsburg jacket.
2: Yeah, it was pretty. I want cool. to keep it different. I want to go Britsburg too, but not a Tune Squad. And...
0: Best tag team brawl: Lance Archer and Missouri, Minoru Suzuki and John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, Sting. Darby Allen versus Two Point Lucha Brothers versus Jurassic Express tag team Illuminator finals. The the street the New Year's Eve girl street fight. Uh, Bucks versus Lucha Brothers steel cage match cage match that one the young bucks that was it that was it uh best mike duel brit baker and ruby soho the inner circle and the pinnacle have a parlay
1: cm punk mjf i bet you
0: hangman ad page meets brian danielson the inner circle calls out dan lambert mjf and cm punk on thanksgiving eve
1: thanksgiving cm punk mjf
2: yeah I'm guessing that was it yeah High flyer. No, it's not even the best one. It was mid. It was kind of mid.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, high flyer. Penta L Zero Metroid. Uh, Ray Phoenix. Hack. Uh, Riho. Is Riho a high flyer?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're small. She goes in the air. Yeah, she, she floats. She's so thin. She
0: she floats. She sails like a paper airplane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's oh, she does a crossbody. I don't think it makes you a high flyer. Dante Martin,
2: it's tough. Dante Martin. Yeah, I'll go Ray Phoenix because he went some. He went with Dante Martin, but deep in my heart, I think it's Dante.
0: I'm surprised you didn't go with Pentagram L Zero Sugar Metroid, but um, it was Dante Martin.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> also, Pentagram is not Metroid. really a. A high flyer either like yeah he he does move off top rope once in a while but he mostly like sits on the ground and he, he does the the hand shit with his glove and he does the the yeah yeah I don't yeah, know I, I agree he's
4: not
2: really a really high flyer
0: some of these were like okay that's fine then some of these were just like what the fuck like <laughs> yeah I don't know. It was, I just thought it was amusing. <laughs> was that it? That was all.
1: Hmm. All right. I mean, there's no other news that we could talk about. Uh, I don't think so. Um, I'm not predicting fucking Mania. Uh,
0: no. Because um,
1: th- there's really nothing to predict besides, I'm pretty sure KO is going to get a stunner.
0: <laughs> I if I watch the show, I'll be disappointed.
1: Yes. All right, let's get into something uh, good, Uh, and we have some two good shows here, but let's start off with WCW, Saturday night, June 19, 1993. Uh, (laughs) The Masters of the Powerbomb are here. Versus
0: Jobbers.
1: Yes. Versus. They never gave their names. (laughs) uh, I actually looked it up. Kip Abbey and Terry Travis.
0: Kip Abbey?
1: Yeah.
2: Fuck. lost my toothpick oh well yeah. the, gimmick, the gimmick's over now <laughs> the, the gimmick is dead it's dead Chico yeah, well, oh,
1: we'll get to him later he'll show up later Um. so Big Van Vader Sid Vicious are now a team and I have to admit like I like the idea of the name but it's so cheesy as fuck at the same time the masters of the power bomb
0: no, it's perfect. These are like the two biggest guys from America that utilize the power bomb the best. Vader's but do they? Yes, Vader's one of the best power bombs ever. How could you? How could you not say that?
2: Okay, I, I'm not arguing that, but the but the power bomb Sid Vicious gives us in this match. we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. That was
0: a good one. This scene, the, the reason why it was good is because of how fucking nasty it was. It like, okay it oh like that looks kid. brutal yeah it looked rough it wasn't like when kevin nash does a powerbomb and he just gently lets you fall you know like oh there
2: yeah no, that's sid my was argument like, though it's like was it was it nasty looking or did he just almost botch it i think <laughs> he, sid gets excited okay and you can tell sid gets
0: really excited about things <laughs> <laughs> well, i love me some sid don't get me wrong he does he gets dude. hyped. <laughs> but, there's not much say about this because those guys just beat the fuck out of these two dudes. And you know, they hit they hit a couple big moves and then Sid Sid does the most, I think. He he like pulls lines the dude, They fucking hits a scoop slam and,
1: and then Robert Parker team. Him. Oh god yeah.
0: Oh god, oh, god. Oh, you saw the Southern Baptist Robert Parker now. You, yeah, you know what we're talking about.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Watching that boy, that was something. And he's there a lot in this episode.
0: They were there. They were all over the show. Yeah. Uh the finish though was Sid powerbombing that guy, and like I said, Sid's so goddamn tall, and he's so reckless. It's like when he powerbombed the guy, he almost folded him up. And it was just like, damn, yeah, he's done. One, two, three, squash. Damn. All
1: right. So there's a there's a pattern to everything in the show because every time there was a match, there was Tony going out there for an interview. So every match, there was a Tony interview. To be uh, fair
0: this is an established pattern. This is something that they've done for a while. Mm -hmm. Like this, this show really drove it home for me. I'm like, Hey, they've been doing this after every single match,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: match promo, match promo, match promo.
1: It's fine. And I mean, the promos that we got tonight were good. Um, it actually made me wish that promos were up to the scale of what we see on the show a little bit on, uh, you know, like WWE or AEW, but what do you guys think of the, you know, Robert Parker and Harley Race talking, and then Sid and then Vader? I I, I always love when Vader opens his mouth, because anything that he says is just,
0: who's the man?
1: I'm the man.
0: You immediately buy into whatever he's saying, and he's, like, shouting at you, Mm -hmm. so of course he will, and... (laughs) And this, I don't know the way he talks about fighting somebody. It's like you really want to get into it.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. He he used the classic line, which is always great. There's nothing ever, nothing ever is bad when someone says, "I'm not here to beat you. I'm not here to look good. I'm here to hurt you." Yeah. Oh shit, that's always good. That's never going to be bad. And I and I don't mind the the uh, Dollar General Boss Hog getting in there, sounding like a a reverend, like, "Oh, on a Sunday we we're, we're gonna do it." I, I didn't give you the accent. It's it's set. Like, it's that awful. It's, I, got, I don't know. It, it's, it's good, but it's, like, bad. But I guess I'm supposed to hate it. Yep. So minute,
1: I got right? two tickets for retirement for the Stinger and the British Bulldog. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs>
2: I just I, Every time he talks, I keep waiting for, can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? <laughs> and
0: then God sent me Sid Vicious. You <laughs> showed up on my front lawn.
2: Like a Greek golden god. We're stood on the pillars of Jerusalem. Elizabeth! <laughs> uh, I, I like the this promo.
1: One. The promo is great. Uh, even with Rob Parker, even though I don't like him a lot, like, it, it's building up to what, what we're about to see and then what, what we see later on with Flair for the gold because he's going to be a guest on Flair for the gold. Uh, I want
0: to real quick too that vader's part of the promo was going to be my promo before i i remembered well yeah i'm su- I'm supposed to be razor ramon slash scott hall tonight so i can't do that
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah that's fair i, I want to make a note of harley race's comment i really want to think in the back before all this happened that they talked about what they were going to say and, and harley race is like i want to really say this and i want to make this really cheesy comment about the bomb and beach blast and all this and they're like nah harley we love you but don't don't say that He's like, no, it'll be fine, guys. Let's do it. And they planned, like, oh, we're not going to do that. And then he decided to get in there, and he did it anyway. In the back, they're looking up, like, oh, fuck, Harley. You weren't supposed to say that. And he's like, it was fine. Like, it was good. But it's just the way he said it. He delivered it. He looked around, like, yeah, I said it, bitches. He told me not to, but I did it anyway. What were they going to do about it? Yeah, I'm Harley fucking race. I'm going to do it. Look at my perm. You'll take out a fucking <laughs> gun on your ass
1: uh and then we had jesse and tony talking and jesse ventura is like talking about his hat that he's wearing and how it, uh i don't like his dumb fucking rat ponytail that he has going on i
0: he's had that for a while
1: i know yeah, but it awesome. looks so stupid yeah. <laughs> like that was like just shave everything off man
0: <laughs> you, know, you know what i miss is when he used to glue he used to like Glue in the little gym and his like self-esteem chin, like mm-hmm. right there in the middle of his chin and shit. And he used to wear the feather boas. I miss that.
1: I like when he uh, wore like he outrageous shit in WWE, uh, WWF. Like I like him more in WWF than WCW, in my opinion. Because he be like, so far, yeah, McMahon. Dude.
2: Man. I find it funny that he keeps making that reference with that hat to look at me. He thought I, Tony thought I was Sylvester Stallone, and he actually looks more like Steven Seagal, like from the 2000s. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> it's kind of funny. Oh, uh, next up.
0: Oh, real quick. They tell us before this that Ricky Stebo is going to go against Paul Ordor for the TV title. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes. Yeah. And then it's Marcus Alexander Bagwell, 1992 rookie of the year versus Fury. <laughs> The keep one to remind us he's the 1992 Rookie of the Year. So, I, like, I started, you know how I said I insist we call him Marcus Alexander Bagwell right now because he's not completed his transformation into like a a douchebag Chippendales dancer or whatever.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: now he's Marcus Alexander Bagwell, 1992 Rookie of the Year.
2: Oh no, he's definitely chip on his shoulder, twinkle in his eye, deep Southern boy, deep Southern accent, especially action. especially after that, that promo at the end, but. Uh, <laughs> I I mean, is there? I don't think I've ever heard talk before. Then he did, and I was like, "Whoa!" (laughs) (laughs) That's very different than Buff the Stuff.
4: Yeah,
1: Yeah. or the Roids. Uh, (laughs) Um, what what do you guys have to say about this match? Because I mean, it's it's a simple match. Uh, they kind of Teddy Long spotting again. Um, sitting in the crowd. Um, Wearing
0: the SmackDown collars, playa. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was full blue, holla.
1: Yeah. Marcus Alexander Bagwell, uh, Rookie of the Year 1992. Um, he uh, worked the arm. He was, like, working Fury down on the mat for a really long time. Uh, and then Rage forgot, like, he was there to help his partner, and, like, he started doing things. Uh,
2: was he there inside? I thought he just ran out yeah i don't think he was there at the start it, it like kind of started abruptly but then he came out like, oh, they were I... like oh in a very brief thing like, oh there's rage and what's he doing here well no shit he's a part of the wrecking crew of course, of course he's here yeah hey at least they picked the right guy to have this match with and not him
4: mm-hmm.
2: holy yeah. shit
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he like runs out there and tries to fuck with him and it doesn't really work and like it sort of does he tries again later uh but I think what happens was is like they were on the apron and Bagwell was gonna suplex him in. And he grabbed his foot and he held him down and he couldn't kick out when he, he fell and Fury like kinda pinned him because he tripped him. I kind of was it, brother.
1: I kinda liked the, the ending a little bit. Because I'm like Yeah, the record crew sucks, but like I, I don't mind the ending. <laughs> but like at the same time, like, then, like, <laughs> Teddy Long just comes out of the stands, goes into the ring, and tells the referees that, you know, you missed it, and then... He's
0: a, referee. He's a senior referee, turned into a a fucking manager now, I guess. Yeah. That,
2: that's like, that they constantly, in the commentary, they keep talking about how much community service he does, like, that's how they were selling that he's a face, so they were like, yeah, he does all this community service, and then he comes down, and he's like, nah, nah, player. he... He cheated. He cheated. You make him go one-on-one with The Undertaker. <laughs> holla, holla. Yeah. Batista! I don't care who anybody says. Marcus Alexander Bagwell, he won this match. Yeah, yeah he went to bat for him. <laughs> he, did. he did.
1: Now, the referee can't uh, call, what well, he can't see, but we have a winner right here is Marcus Alexander Bagwell. And, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, like, you know, raising his hand and everything. Uh, and Then Marcus Alexander Bagwell speaks. Oh, boy. And says...
2: I've
1: was... been paraphrasing me and Scorpio, uh, not Scorpio, Jesus Christ.
0: you got to do it in his Georgia, deep South Georgia accent. Oh, I can't do so
2: that. I've been working real hard here, and me and Too Cold Scorpio, we are ready to take over this tag team division. And Wrecking Crew, if you want us... We will be here next week on Saturday. And and Teddy Long, if you want to be here in our corner when we are working out and training in the gym, we would we would be honored by that. Player, <laughs> player, play, play. I will be there. I maybe I have tests for you. Holla holla, the Undertaker. <laughs>
1: there you go. That's the interview.
2: Uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's also the awkward handshake because he goes to definitely like give him like a high five and then he he does the fist bump thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it,
3: great. it's it Like how white can you met, be?
0: Super white met super black there, and it just didn't really work. That's what happened.
3: Like, oh,
2: it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. That so, scene. As, 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 this is when worlds collide for our YouTube viewers. That's what happens when worlds collide. <laughs> <laughs> what did?
1: Did you grade this match? Because I gave it a five point one out of ten. I kind of I gave it a a point a one out of average because of the ending of like the when Rage came and did that suplex yeah, thing.
0: I gave it a five point two. Uh, just like you know what they did was okay. It not every match has to be fucking seventy eight stars in the Tokyo Dome or whatever the fuck. You know it's just you know it's just just yep. a match to set up this little match for later it's fine
3: mm-hmm.
2: yep serviceable match i gave it five and a quarter chances it's uh yeah it is what it's supposed to and i think it would have been a five but the ending i i, I also appreciate the, the little ending i wish more matches would end with that that type of setup with the suplex and the the cheating thing which you see that sometimes but you don't see that exact type of spot I, and i think that's that's underappreciated so yeah i, I agree with you guys I can't remember the last time I saw that. I just want matches
0: to end differently. Like, you know, they used to end in several different ways all the time back then.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. All right, guys. Are you you ready?
0: Oh,
2: I've been looking forward to this. Yes. (laughs) Oh, me too. Me too. Oh, my goodness. So So, do you want to take it away? No, I don't want to take it away. I
1: want to set up how I felt when I first saw this happen. What were
0: your feelings when you watched this? So I, w- <laughs> I had so many. Feelings. I was I was
1: expecting this to happen, but not so early right now. And neither. And I was like, I was like, oh man, I just watched Marcus Alexander Bagwell just you know give this lame ass promo. Um, <laughs> so what's coming next? And then I see the U boat, and I said, "Fuck yes." What is going on? I can't wait. You have Sid Vicious in his fucking wrestling gears.
0: <laughs> Vader's in his gear too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> gear on <the> boat.
0: <laughs>
1: have a guy that's like turning a wheel that I don't know if he's actually steering the boat.
2: Uh, he can't be. It's It's one of those deals where it's disconnected. It's just doing that number. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, Sid could have got away with not looking like it. He was wearing his wrestling gear if he just didn't wear those fucking knee pads. <laughs> like, he could have bought that he was just in a blue speedo. Mm-hmm. But no, he had to wear his knee pads. The flip flops of all things.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh.
1: It 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 is the dialogue in this video package, uh, which was pretty like it was like at least ten minutes long, right?
0: It was kind of long, yeah, yeah, but it was worth every minute.
1: Yes, I loved every single second of it, even though the dialogue is stupid, even though uh, just how Sting and, and Davy Boy Smith is talking to the kids. Uh, I was just like, I don't care what's happening. I can't wait for this U-boat to fucking land on this beach so, <laughs> you, you know, Colonel Parker can come out. I got two tickets to, uh, for anywhere you go in retirement. Here you go. And then the lame staying being like, oh, no, Davy, this seems pretty awesome. Maybe we should not fight these big guys. And then, I don't know. Zach, Zach, I'm going to let you take away. My feelings were I was on cloud nine. I felt like I had two lines of coke, shot myself up with steroids, and then I pumped iron for like five hours. And then I saw this promo.
0: You get you get like creatine, like just off a contact buzz off of this, like go to the gym, and you, you probably you know make some gains after seeing this. Mm-hmm. But, so this is like this is like the White Castle of fear. This is what this reminds me of. It's less crazy <laughs> than that. It's less it's less crazy. It's more stupid than that one was. But it's uh like they're like in a World War Two troop carrier, like they're gonna go to Normandy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're staying there in the wrestling gear, and their managers are there, and all that shit. And then, it, yeah, it shows Sting and Davy Boy on the beach, and they're they're like playing volleyball with fans, and there's there's some kids there too. Like it wasn't just kids; it, there was like everybody there. And <laughs> uh, then they they land, and they come out, and they start yelling and shit. And be, oh wait, before that though,
2: oh uh, uh, yeah, we got we got to cover before that.
0: Before that, <laughs> I fucking. Like, oh Harley and, and Colonel Robert Parker are, like, plotting. And then, like, uh, like what was that? I fu- This made me lose my shit just because of how funny it was and how it was shot. Like, Harley Race is like, Colonel Robert, is your man ready? And then he's like, the camera goes to his face. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's ready. And then it <laughs> goes to shit on his face. And he's like, I'm ready. It's like you had to know. <laughs> you had to see all three guys say is he ready is he ready and then that guy's like oh, I'm ready. <laughs>
2: yeah. so they cut this they cut this like brief brief promo on how they're gonna prep to take over the beach and like their plot to take down sting and davy boy and i i have legitimately can't i cannot make this up i have lost sleep over who and what the fuck this guy in the background who is driving the boat is doing because he's supposed to still be driving. They haven't stopped, but he just picks up a fucking wrench and starts moving it in his hand. Like fucking, they're going to be in the warriors. He's <laughs> just like happy. Like, and, uh, uh, other guys cutting the, the promo going, yeah, we're going to give them violence. And, and he's back here, like ready to like, beat them down. I'm like, well, you don't need your wrestlers. This, clearly you're going to commit a murder. <laughs> like what, what is that guy doing who is that guy <laughs> more
0: importantly who's the the who's colonel robert parker's man with the shark fin well he was like half of a man really and <laughs> like, <laughs> and like <laughs> so the, I, I realized this when he came out of the water and i saw him because like i didn't recognize him at first when it just shows his head like you know from the neck up it's just like okay some weird dude with an eye patch is wearing a shark fin and he's like, gonna he's gonna do an amphibious assault on Stag and Davy Boy's boat. And <laughs> when he gets to the beach, and he's the midget, and or the little person, he's a dwarf. He's a he's a hobbit, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Um, Mini boss. I'm just the midget from White like, Castle. Where he's like, play the game, play the game, just don't play the game. <laughs> he plants like a a bomb on their boat and goes and hides in the water again i guess and then like these little girls see him and they think it's weird or something um when they land though they do the thing carl robert parker's like trying to get him to retire to go to fucking tahiti it's a wonderful place or some shit i don't know and they don't want to yeah sting does this should we retire Danny? what do you think i don't know should we you're pretty big but my
1: my favorite part and that whole thing is they pan to like the the family and the kids and stuff, and they're all just like said, like, uh, "Don't oh, do this no. to me, Sting."
3: Don't it, Sting.
1: And then like it it like pans onto like the woman that's holding the child, and she's like shaking her head in disgust. And then you know, oh.
0: <laughs> then they're like,
4: "Nah." <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure they high fived too when they did that. I'm pretty sure they
3: did like they dunked they, on them. They him. did.
2: <laughs> they did. They high-fived and then there's like the group of kids they go back to that are like, "Oh yeah." And they do like the same cut another time. And I really want to think that somehow in canon they tie in that the little kid that looks like Sting that has like the blonde hair cut like that's Darby Allen when he was a child. <laughs> like, Gotta can be. we make that a thing? Can we make that a K-Fab thing? Uh Oh man, that was great. And I actually had to rewind to go back because I missed the shark at first. I was like, "What is this?" But I was still like thinking, like I was deep in a logic, like like puzzling my own head, trying to figure out what this whole wrench thing was about and why that's even relevant. I know I shouldn't apply logic to it. Fuck so fuck. I had to rewind and watch the whole thing again. And then you see the little, the little shark, a baby shark, the the mini boss, whatever you want to call him, baby uh, baby doing his thing as they they clearly tried to do the rip off of Little Jaws. Uh, it was. Oh, that was great! Uh, yeah, wow. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, they reject their offer and then they just get like mad and leave. Like, well, fine, you'll see. And then, like later on, show Sting going to the boat, and then like, <laughs> the girls trying to tell Sting something's up with the boat, or they saw something. He's like, well, "Boy, I should check that out." So he does. And then Davy Boy comes up, and then they tell him the same thing, and he's smarter than Sting. And he's like, mm-hmm. "Wait a minute!" And then like Davey runs. I love this. They 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 just get like footage of Davy running, and I'm pretty sure at the end of the footage mm-hmm. he, he fell. He it looked like he's yeah. Ripped. And so, and he yeah. He runs <laughs> and he does like a flying shoulder block to Stag and gets him off the boat.
1: That's my favorite part because like it shows like Davy Boy Smith running. And then like like what you saw, he kind of trips, but then like does a quick cut of like Sting's glasses flying off his head. (laughs)
0: Those are Oakley's, man. He's going to lose those. Shit. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, clearly that run is and where he's about to fall, but he goes for the shoulder block. That is clearly showing you the signs of when the PCP kicked in. (laughs) Like the Angel Dust kicked in. He's like, oh no, I can smell purple. Sting's in trouble. And he went for it. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> that's the kind of bro you want to have your back
0: man yeah but they they, they tried to blow them up and kill them with with terrorism t- tactics <laughs> and that it was just like to be continued at wcw beach blast i'm like where do you go from there they just tried to murder them with a bomb like, what's
2: been mm-hmm. the better part is it? it wasn't to be continued at beach blast because they had another promo later, so I, I I'll say this for the, the the entirety of my my opinion about this: I have this this entire like skit, whatever you want to call it, promo package. I have this now saved, bookmarked in my phone, so that if ever a stranger or a person walks up to me and says, "Hey, can you give me an example of something that's so bad that it's good?" I this is what I would pull up. This, this is it. what I would show them because it is so terrible that it is, this is the best thing that I could watch. It's the best thing I watched all week. This is like, <laughs>
0: I've brought this up before. Like, WCW is in a really weird period like that we're watching right mm-hmm. now where it's like the wrestling is kind of like more sports based. But then like the angles and some of the shit that happens is like more ridiculous than what WWF does, like way more.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Like, you talk about sports entertainment. Holy shit, they don't do anything this hokey.
3: hmm
1: Yeah, my my opinion is uh, it's great. Um, I wasn't expecting it uh, this early. I thought we would get, like, this right before Beach Blast, maybe. Um, I was thinking,
0: like, a week or two before.
1: Yeah, so, like, I was like, oh, man, is there more segments? Is is there, is there going to be a follow-up or, like... God damn it, midget. Why didn't you kill them boys? You damn it. You should have killed Sting and Dave Boy Smith. Idiot.
2: Because they didn't they didn't play the game.
1: <laughs> didn't play the game. Mi-
2: miniboss! Miniboss! Come over here, boss
1: <laughs>
2: Just you get out of here now.
1: <laughs> I I'm gonna show you the consequences of the master of the power bomb, And then just Vader and Sid Vicious just powerbomb this midget. <laughs>
0: God, I don't think he'd survive it.
1: Yeah, he'd be dead. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say. If you're listening to this right now, go watch it. Uh, Whether YouTube it, whether if you have Peacock, go find WCW Saturday Night, June 19th, 1993. And about like 15 minutes into the, the show, <laughs> there's magic there, so...
0: Yeah, or you could just search WCW Beach Blast Provo on YouTube and you'll probably find it or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, after that greatness, we get a, a squash match with Davy Boy Smith versus Tony
0: Zane. Yeah, and this was quick as it should have been. I mean, Davy Boy hit a couple moves and he did the delayed suplex and he hit the power slam and it was over. And then the Masters come out. <laughs> the Masters of the Power. Was like, we just saw you. And then, like, it seemed like they were going to, like, assault Bulldog, but then Sting came out on the command of the crowd. And then they were like, oh, shit,
2: Sting's here. And then they just left. I appreciate that, Pop. Every time I hear it, I I get all excited, too. And then the the crowd goes wild. Oh, that's great. He does this. He does that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is this and that? I I was
2: a little stanger. I liked I didn't, Sting back then.
1: I didn't like Sting until Crow Sting. Um
0: see I like Surfer Sting better. That's also when he had his best matches too.
2: Yeah. yeah I, I was I was a big fan of the Surfer. I was I mean I was a little kid. I I liked Surfer Sting. He was my favorite wrestler. And then and then things got edgy, but I got edgy too. So I, I love Crow Sting. Like <laughs> every phase of Sting I've liked. Even Weird Joker Sting kind of appeals to me a little. I don't know so bad it's good so it's fine we're
0: all crazy during that run-in there's they're doing crowd shots and i saw this woman was holding a baby and that baby was wearing a tie-dye pink and blue sting hat and as soon as i saw that i was like what the fuck i want that hat that is so me i need that hat like now and i started trying to find it online and i thought damn it i can't find it anywhere
2: (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that hat was pretty sweet.
0: Oh, I want that hat. If somebody can find me the one of the staying hats from back then, there's a tie-dye one, there's just a pink and, like, what teal. If,
1: what if somebody makes it, like, if you go on Etsy or something like that? I know they make uh, almost kind of replica of merchandise of wrestling back mm-hmm. in the day. So, I mean, you're not going to get the original, obviously. You're not going to get that 90s sweat in the hat but
2: uh i don't
0: care about the the stanger sweat you want stanger sweat there was a reproduction of the sting uh fucking fatal blow or whatever the fuck it's called hat (laughs) i would i would so wear it. it's just too aesthetic it's too 90s i need it
1: but sting does the same promo kind of on the beach where you're like oh no davy boy smith kind of says oh they're kind of big um those guys
0: starts doing it too though he starts like should we like so like, yeah. you guys just did this yeah did
2: yeah it's it very it's it's that very typical like trying to get the crowd to like chime in and go no don't do it guys we need you like the it's definitely what they're going for and nah. Yeah. Well, nah i have a theory
0: though about about all this build-up like i'll get to it when we see like the last bit of them being on the show like this whole thing mm-hmm. uh After that, we go to, like, more Cactus Jack lost in Cleveland shit. It was fucking bullshit. It was terrible. And it's like we saw something that was so bad it's good. Then we just saw something that was just, like, fucking boring and shit.
4: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: I I do like the fact that they they make Cleveland look pretty accurate. (laughs) It's like, oh, he's in in a a fucking street slum in Cleveland somewhere. Oh, wait. This woman's about to get fucking murdered.
1: You forgot a crucial point that I'm kind of getting tired of. Is that Jesse and Tony are talking with the masked assassin? And guess what? Talking about dust, dusty roads again, and something about calling your mother. And then he walks off the stage. And... Oh, that that didn't
2: happen. Yeah, and I,
0: yeah, I, I, I didn't write anything down because it was just like, okay, that happened again, and it was even shorter than every other time. So it was just, I didn't even acknowledge it.
1: Just fucking fight already. If you're gonna do shit, fight. I'd stop it. i Stop up. it tired of seeing a fat man in a mask talk about how he's going to beat up dusty Rhodes. just do it already
2: yeah, yeah we just want to see two fat guys fight yes. yeah there, there's something really special about seeing someone that fat wear a mask like that that makes the fat around their neck then go up above the mask <laughs> to seal it in i don't know there's something like that i saw that and i was like that's really unsettling like don't wear that anymore please that's like how he's looked his whole life, though. That's just funny. I, I, I know, Just, it's just... I don't know what it is, but it's just like, man... I'm... And his
1: nose is all crushed from the mask, <laughs> so he's like, mm, I'm talking like that, Dr. Roads. Yeah. It's
2: like he needs a mask
0: that's like one size bigger. and I feel like he might be less constipated or something, I don't
2: know. Mm. Yeah, the mask just screams, <laughs> please take me off, this hurts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, yeah, it it, it definitely look, did look like Cleveland. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Good segue. <Yeah. laughs>
1: so. There
0: was, there was gunshots. There was fake gunshots. And then there was, like, you know, crazy people. And it was dark. And I don't know. I'm surprised they didn't get assaulted. I mean, she did get assaulted. The dude tried to steal her purse. And some guy beat her up and she got it back. I mean, we didn't see who it was. It definitely
2: wasn't Cactus Jack, though. I thought it should have yeah. been Cactus Jack. That would have been smart. Yes. What about that improv acting by the hobo that's like, oh, yeah, I see Cactus all the time. And he goes, what's it to you? It's like, now I kind of think, did you guys actually like pay a bunch of bums, like cheeseburgers or something, to like come up with this shit? Like, I don't know. I kind, of, I kind of think, like, maybe you actually use real hobo. Yeah, I've seen Cactus Jack. Sometimes
1: they put him on on the fucking Radio Shack TV in the corner. I just watch the TV over there. Um, I, first, I actually had to rewind this, this, uh, the, there, there's a part where two guys, like, walk past the reporter, and I was like, wait a second, did Peacock miss some blackface racist stuff or something? Because... The white guy behind the black guy came towards the camera. I'm like, did they did they try to make him look like black or something? Um but
0: I I don't want to, I don't know. I, I want to say it was probably just dirt like it they was, tried to make it look dirty.
1: It was dirt. It was like so dirt I was like I was like, whoa man, I was like how did Peacock miss this? Uh because like, you know, they took away the Roddy Piper half blackface promo. Um and that's
0: you know, not what it was about. Whatever. Yeah. You know the context. <laughs>
1: yeah. So like I, I had to rewind that part. Um, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't I like this angle, like trying to find cactus Jack. Uh, Nobody
0: does. Nobody ever did.
1: And even the way the, the, the whole boat like stole this chick's money. And like, she didn't get pissed off that she gave away $50 in the nineties. $50 is a lot of money in the nineties. So, like, she was like, oh, man, I guess I'm not going to go fight that guy for my $50 back. But I guess, you know, she's in Cleveland, so you don't want to get shot in
2: Cleveland. If you owe $50 from someone in Cleveland now, you get stabbed. So, I mean, in the 90s, that's worth even more, right? Mm.
0: Probably worth killing somebody over.
2: Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I'm surprised she didn't, like, shank his ass and something out of that purse, but. Yeah, whatever.
1: Man. This
0: is 90. James didn't know how to do anything back then. All
4: mm-hmm.
1: All right, another squash match coming up with Lord Stephen Regal versus uh, Davey Rich. Um yeah. I love Stephen Regal's like disgust it's- every time that he's like he's like trying to push the guy back. Like, what are you,
0: what are you doing? Back
1: off! Back off!
0: It's like the stench of peasantry, yeah, just all
1: <laughs> R- regal is amazing. Um, I will, lo- I, I, he's very technical, um, and he's great as a heel. Uh, inside the ring, doing a wrestling match, being a heel, not a lot of wrestlers know how to do that. They don't, when they get in the ring, they, they all try to like make the crowd go ooh and ah. Regal take us to the next level. I'm gonna do a few moves and do my heel shit, and then get a win and get the fuck out, and then talk about how uh, how dirty. Uh, wh- where were they again?
0: Um, I think they're in Atlanta, but they're talking about how America's filthy and how everybody eats hot dogs. And yes, he was like hot dogs, dog. <laughs> Appalling. We hot we hunt dogs. <laughs> we hunt and eat quail, and you're eating hot dogs.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. So. <laughs> and what was so that promo actually got me? What What is the name of the guy that is his servant? What's the Sir name? William? Sir William. I love that he has a guy dresses like a British butler. And that guy couldn't have more of a thick Appalachian, like southern, like Tennessee accent.
3: No,
0: hang on. So like (laughs) I I told you who that was before, right? You remember? (laughs) Yeah. Is Superstar Bill Dundee? Now, here's the thing about Superstar Bill Dundee, and this is why he sounds the way he does. Superstar Bill Dundee is a Scottish Australian born guy. And then he moved to America and spent primary most of his career and life in
2: Tennessee. That's why he sounds the way he sounds. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Cause it, it sounds like someone from Tennessee trying to speak properly. It's like That's I think the best way I can describe how he sounds. It's
0: like he was trying to tap back into his Scottish roots. And he couldn't quite get... I mean, the Scots are all around this area. Some We all have some of them in us, probably. But it's like he couldn't quite get there. <laughs> There's too many things that have mixed, and he's been in Tennessee too long, and it's like eroded what was probably his original accent. It was It was funny, though. I, I still can't believe Bill Dundee is like his fucking flunky. That just blows my mind. It's so yeah. weird. It, it,
2: Lord Steven.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's funny because every time he spoke, like Regal interrupted him. Like he would start something, he'd be like,
4: "Hot dogs." Shush. Yeah. like Poppycock.
1: Yeah. And um, Regal, you know, did great on the mic. I like they like <laughs> told like United States is like shit, and like people were booing him. Um,
0: and he said the Bulldog, that Bulldog is, like, a terrible representative of the United Kingdom, and he butchers the English language, and it was funny. Yes. <laughs> so, like, okay, so they're going to have a match eventually, I guess.
1: I can't wait, actually. I actually kind of want to see that.
0: Yeah, I've never, I've never, I've tried to think, have I ever seen them wrestle? And it's like, no, I. not that I remember. I
1: don't think they ever crossed paths in the Attitude Era in WWF, so.
0: It would have been very, very briefly if they did. Mm. I don't know. But, yeah. Um. I mean, did you guys have
1: anything you want to say about the match? I mean, it was pretty straightforward. Just him, like, yeah. smelling shit in front of him and then winning.
3: <laughs>
0: I like his drop toe hold. As I've never seen anybody do a drop toe hold like that before, where they kind of hop down and just flop the guy over like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. That's did, European drop toe hold.
1: Didn't he end a match in a... Cru- uh like a top rope thing
0: right no he did like i forgot the name of the, the move actually the Rolling did, Thunder or whatever i think it's Rolling. no rolling thunder no, is the rvd thing where he does the spin dash and he, he sentons you
2: oh no you're right you're right yeah i mean it's uh what's really funny to me is that's now like a transitional move that is commonly used by omega where he'll do that but then he'll immediately get up and do a moonfall, and that's still a two count
0: I've heard that move be called like Rolling Hills or some shit, and I, I used to know a name for it, and I can't recall it right now. So I called it Roll Slam. I said he hit European uppercuts and hits the damn Roll Slam. I can't remember the name of for three, yeah. So it's called the damn Roll Slam now. The I damn Roll Slam.
1: I just wrote, I wrote down. I was like, does that end a match? <laughs> like we wrestling needs to go back to having simple moves like that to end matches.
0: See that's that's why I like how, what Brian Daniels is doing at AEW right now because everybody's like, so you don't really have like a finisher, like it's like you finish move, matches with different moves. He's like, yeah, because if you finish wrestling matches with different moves, it gets the wrestling
2: over more. <laughs> yeah, or just that he is so good at what he does that he can end a match with any move. But I, it, one or the other, it's right. Either way, it's good. Know, we
0: know what philosophy he follows is all I'm saying. Hmm. The good breath um, philosophy. The, the good follows, shit. Yeah. The good shit philosophy, the Bret Hart philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. So then Flair for the gold happens and Robert Parker's here. And I was like, fuck, I got to listen to him with Ric Flair now. And it kind of sucked because he took over the whole thing and Flair could barely get anything in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Like, they showed on this segment a press rally where, like, the two managers made their team official, but we didn't even get to watch it. It's like we just saw footage of it. And I was like, when did this happen? It's like, I feel like we're missing steps to this. It's like all of a sudden they just showed up on TV as a team and this this is what I was getting at though a, a few minutes ago where I was like I feel like this has been rushed and cut together or something like all these different segments because that sh-
1: this should have them, been first the flare for the gold that should have
0: been first yeah. uh, the, uh, the, the, the press rally and then the flare for the gold and I said it feels like they're trying to do like three to four weeks of build up in like one episode of this show mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, if you don't no, or remember it's like when they used to do these saturday night tapings it's like they would do several shows in like one night like they they'd, they'd tape like four or five episodes and be in the building for like five hours or some shit so i feel like they got all the stuff and they're just like fuck it put it all on the first episode we gotta build this even though it's like four weeks away
1: sorry to interrupt you so, during sure. this podcast, and this is totally off-topic from wrestling, I got a number uh, where it just showed a chick's face. And I was like, I don't know who this is. I go, who is this? I know it's like a bot or whatever, but it's like, I'm very sorry. I assume I got stood up. Any Anywho, what are you doing today? And I said, who are you? <laughs> then, this bot or whatever responded, I had a dream last night that I was getting totally pounded and I cannot stop thinking about it. Want to make that dream come, and it's spelled C-U-M-True? Winky is it Ty Conti? Maybe. Maybe she heard the yeah. whore cry, and I...
2: It's a whore cry? Yeah. Are you about yeah. to break her... Are her... oh, you going to break the butthole? Yeah. Break the butthole ceiling, whatever it is? <laughs> yeah, so... So before you go for the Sonic ring, since we're on this, I'm going to give some life advice. Hmm. That's what it, I say, never has to do this what I do. There's a... There's a particular passage or text of words that is out out in the ether of the internet that anybody can find. If you were just to simply Google Vaporeon is the most compatible Pokemon for for human breeding. it's it's all I'm going to tell you. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. It's a a horrible thought of process of logic. And yes, it it is basically someone trying to justify why you would fuck a Pokemon. So anyway, what you do is, is when you get spam messages like this and robocalls you just spam that text thread repeatedly to them and just watch the the bot blow up it, it's it's just like it's a great thing i and usually they respond i've actually gotten some that respond oh my god that's horrible and i just send it again <laughs> and you send it they leave you alone, and, and that's how you can get bots to block you yeah so you're welcome that's how you troll trolls All that's some right.
0: 40 chess shit there
2: you heard it from Chaz. Yeah, you heard it. You heard it from uh, the Chaz himself, the bad guy. That's entertainment. <laughs> That's entertainment, baby. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, but I, I agree with you, Zach, with the uh, disjointed, like how the Flair for Goat should have been number one, then the uh maybe have the mask the 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 masters of the power bomb match with the uh, the jobbers after that like here's the established team now we just had this press conference uh, with Flair for the Gold and here they are they're killing people in the ring and then you know in the middle of the episode you have that <laughs> that that little movie and then you have you know the British bulldog and uh, or Davy Boy Smith uh and there, there you go like having this over there I actually went to the bathroom because Parker was just talking about, I made a team and we going to give these tickets to. Uh, 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 uh. And then, like, he's talking. And then, like, Flair, he's like,
0: All right. <laughs> I, I like the handkerchief gimmick. I, I love it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And then Flair is like, because I think Parker like made a like maybe one day I'll sign you or something. You're gonna be my lightning in the rod or whatever in the bottle uh, signing. And I'm like, and eh, that's never gonna happen because <laughs> we know you're gonna get st- stunning Steve Austin soon. So
0: he's gonna get fucking ruined.
1: Yeah. But but then you get <laughs> then we get that ECW Stone Cold uh, promo that's fucking awesome. By the way, I recommend. Legendary promo. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, Ric Flair also quickly tells us that next week Dusty Rhodes will be there, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> that should be entertaining.
1: You think they're gonna start a conflict, or you think Mask Assassin's gonna go for the kill and flare for I the
0: kill? I think the assassin will show up, or he'll address the assassin. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know how Dusty gets when he gets fired up. It'll be it'll be fun.
1: Yes, come uh, on, baby.
0: Then uh. we get Paul Roma. Versus Chick Donovan.
1: So, I got really fucking confused at the end. Because, I mean, this is a... Squ- By the way, this is a surprising squash match. Because Jesse goes, this is a, a, a good veteran. Like, you know, I was like, yeah, I've heard Chick Donovan before. Like, this shouldn't be a squash at all. And then all of a sudden, Paul Roma just hits his finishing move and, and wins. Almost. We mean almost
0: he's kind of sloppy,
1: oh well yeah <laughs> i'm I'm just stating the fact that he did it, but yeah, but you're stating an extra fact that you know he didn't really hit it that good um I don't know i I'm not impressed by Paul Roma at all. I'm just kind of like, this guy's a fucking four horseman yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, and then it then it cuts to the interview with Tony, and I'm like, why is Arn Anderson in the fucking wrestling gear? Where did he come from?
0: He was ready to wrestle, brother. He's a professional. Mm-hmm. Always have your gear in your bag, and when you show up at the building, always be in your gear. That's
2: right. Always have your gear. Always have your GAT.
1: I, I actually, yeah, I actually
0: rewinded. I'm like, did he come out
2: at some point?
0: Probably later on in the tapings, They just edited everything together wrong. It's like somebody lost their ass in the fucking truck or something. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much to say about this because, like, I, I always heard Paul Roma was one of the worst Four Horsemen members. Uh, actually, I can see why he's really plain. He uh, just looks like a default creator wrestler guy. Like he's got he's got a good body and shit. Everything. It's just he just looks fucking plain. He looks like he just Z- drinks. Okay,
1: I was gonna say he looks like Z Gun with steroids. That's about it.
0: But the
2: Z Man. He has a I'm more distinct look than him, and he's also called the Z-Man, so you know he's fucking cool. Yeah, it's a better name. I, I feel like he sucks the charisma out of the room.
0: I have heard that Paul Roma is like a Hoover charisma vacuum.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, everything around him gets stale. He just,
0: I was like, and I like Chick Donovan. That dude's got drip. I don't care what anybody says. You see his fucking ring jacket shit? Bruh. Yeah. But... uh. I wrote Roman hits flying head scissors and then a good looking drop kick. But then after that, he just kind of gets real herky jerky. It's like, they're trying to do something and it's like, you can tell he's like uh, doing like the stutter step shit. Like he's getting confused Mm -hmm. or something. And then he beats him with the top rope splash. And I was like, okay, that that's that dude's finisher. I didn't expect, fucking Paul Roma to win with a top rope splash.
1: Yeah, that was another finish I was kind of like, well, oh wow, a splash that actually hurts someone and like gets to win. Who would have ever thought of that in wrestling today? Nobody. That's why.
0: <laughs> you know, they, they do their promo like Roma does a little bit he does a shouty promo talking about how he's not here to play brother, he's here to win. And then Arn takes over and says some lines of Clearly been drawn, and the Hollywood Blondes made it personal, so that feud's still ongoing, I guess.
1: Yeah, and they're going for the title so it looks like it's going to be Paul Roma and Arn Anderson versus the Hollywood Blondes. That you know, because they said the Four Horsemen's in the hunt for the championship now. Since you made it personal, um, and then it switched to Ric Flair, who talked about Barry Windham um, for the NWA Championship because he wants to get that ten time, brother.
3: Hitons.
1: Yeah. Um I'm actually, you know, I'm actually hyped for the Barry versus Rick thing. Um I'm a little bit interested on Hollywood blondes and Paul Roma and Arn Anderson. Uh just because I like the Hollywood blondes and every time they're in a match, match is good, and you have Arn Anderson who's gonna hit a probably a good fucking awesome spine buster. So uh it, it was an okay, minus Paul Roma in the promo. It's fine. Okay. I mean, did you have anything you want to talk about as far as the flair part?
0: No, I mean, he was just, he didn't talk very long, so it was just, you know, just reminding the people, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm going to for Barry Windham. I'm going to put the sign the dot line, put the title up, brother.
4: Mm-hmm. Woo.
2: Yeah. And I think it goes back to the, when he started Flair for the Gold, too. The, uh, uh, we kind of got glossed in the weeds there with that because so much of it was uh, related to what else was going on there with the Masters of the Powerbomb and all that nonsense. But I really appreciated how Rick, at the beginning of that, just tied in. I'm just going to be real short with this. Barry, I want you. I need you. I got to have you. I'm about to get that title and become the 10-time champion, whoo, like that. I actually liked that it was so subtle and quick and he just let him know right in and there. Like,
0: he, just slid in there. He, he just let it in there. He just helicoptered right like, it right in. in.
2: Yeah, was, he did. He just, he, <laughs> he helicoptered it right <laughs> in. He swung the dick right in and put it on the table and said, here it is.
1: <laughs> All right. Main event time. Ricky, the steamboat, dragon. Ricky, the steamboat, dragon. <laughs> Uh, versus Paul Orndorff. Uh, for the TV title. Um, what do you think of this match? Like, it it was good. Um, Rick, it's okay. Uh, Ricky yeah. wasn't doing uh, his hokey martial arts. I'm Jackie Chan stuff or Bruce Lee. So I was.
3: No, they turn, they turned
0: that back considerably. Yeah. I, I think I, I'm not sure, but I want to say. Ricky was probably like, dude, can we throw down this martial arts stuff? Can, this is, like, come on. Because <laughs> he just got done doing that at WWF. That was, like, his whole thing. Vince was like, do the martial arts strikes! Yes! <laughs> the Asiatic throat thrust!
1: Like, <laughs> I bet you they were just like, okay, you can stop doing that, but I still want you to fucking blow flames into the, the air.
0: That's your... fine. Yeah, the, the The fire gimmick's okay. It's just cool it on the martial arts. Like, Steamboat can do a couple martial arts moves. He doesn't need to have his whole offense be like 95% pokey wrestling martial arts shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um,
1: Chaz, I don't know if you uh, heard about the rules with the TV title. You have to win it within the first 10 minutes. If not, then you don't get the title. And yep. uh, I like what... Paul Orndorff did in this match. He was being a total heel. Every time he was in trouble, he would just get out and walk outside the ring. I I kind of laughed when he was like escaped, and then like Ricky's like, "Fuck this!" I'm chasing after you, and like Paul Orndorff like looked behind him, and he's like, "Oh God!" and he starts running. <laughs> uh, I like that. I like that the the kids that are wearing the Paula shirts, which I want. I I kind of want to see if I could find that Paula shirt. Uh, because it it was like a baseball tee that says Paula on it, uh, and he was going nuts. Uh, I'm sure
0: you could probably just get that made.
2: Yeah.
1: But, you know, what did you guys think about this match? Because it it wasn't the best, but it was still fine. Uh, And I guess we're getting a uh, feud with uh, Dick Slater and and, uh, the Dragon. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah.
2: well. I mean, I, I thought, well, and they, they did push, like, I think at the end they had the, the push there where Ron Simmons came back out, too. Um, I thought it was fine, too. I, I I think, again, it's just, it just shows, too, how, you know, people complain nowadays about the disqualifications. And don't get me wrong, it's still, like, a big turnoff because it gets so stale if you do them over and over. But these are things that have been around in wrestling for such a long time. Um, and I guess I'll I'll note this later on when I talk about the overall like card for this uh, the show or my overall feel for this show too. But um, the disqualification for me, I guess, it ties into the story, but at the same time, it's like, did you really need that? So it um, yeah, is is what it is. But I, I, it was it was fine. It's it's building to something, so it's it's okay.
1: Zach, what about you?
2: Um. I thought it
0: was okay. I didn't like, I feel like the got kind of screwed a little bit because it's like, they went to commercial and then we came back and it was like the match had already started while they were on commercial. So it's like, we got dropped right in the middle of a match. Uh, mm-hmm. and everything was like fine for the most part. Uh, I still Paul's injured and he's trying to work through it. Cause it's like his matches haven't been as good lately. Hmm. Like he's got that thing on his leg, and I, I made a comment a while back that he's been dealing with like this persistent neck injury thing, where it's like if you notice his, I think it's his left arm or his right arm is like smaller than the other one, so he's like got some muscle atrophy going on, and he it's like he he's put I, I just found out about this a little while back that he he was putting off like this neck surgery. And just letting his, and just he just kept wrestling until I guess he retired and got it fixed. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's kind of hampering him because his matches when he first came to back to WCW or whatever were like better. And it's like he's got this hamstring or whatever fuck, his quads fucked up, and he's dealing with this neck thing. I think it's starting to take his toll on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. It is some good stuff with like the really limited time they have. Mm-hmm. And, like, Paul, I like, I always like his strikes and his shit. Like when he gets guy in the corner, starts working him over. Got a good elbow drop. Does the, the Bret Hart forearm elbow drop. Uh, Steamboat was doing some baby face stuff, you know, doing the drop kicks and the, the under and over and all that. And like, the finish is, like, Paul tries to go for a power driver, Steamboat wiggles out, and then he tries to roll him up after that, and Steamboat kicks out, and he chops him, and he goes to the top rope, and he tries to do the crossbody, he hits it, one, two, Dick Slater runs in and just falls on him and breaks up the count and gets DQ, and it's just like, blah. Right.
3: (laughs) It killed the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And and, and then it ends abruptly, like, you know, at the end where Ron Simmons comes in, gets a few punches and like, we got to go, see ya. And then there we go. It's 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 done. Uh, I like
0: that it ended with fighting, just like chaos, because like, I don't know, wrestling shows need to end with more chaos. They don't do that anymore. Uh, But I feel like this match probably should have been longer, or it, I think the commercial break hurt it. It just felt like it got broke up. and It didn't benefit at all. It just hurt. It. Um, I gave it a five point six out of ten.
1: I gave it an average five out of ten.
2: Yep. I I also gave it the average five out of ten.
0: Yeah. I like steamboat. I'm biased, so.
2: <laughs> so yeah. No, you're fine. I I feel like match take away the DQ six, but the DQ just I I hate DQs.
1: So overall. Uh, this card, um I do have to say was weak um there was too many squash matches uh the promos, some of them were good, some of them were bad uh the cactus jack lookout uh segment is getting old um, what really brought it up for me is the uh the the Sting and uh, the, the Masters of the Powerbomb and Sting and Davy Boy Smith segment. Um, but other than that, it's a pretty average show. I gave the whole show a 5.8 out of 10. The 0. .8 is pretty much the beach segment. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I, I would agree. And this is a fun little statistic. I like throwing the numbers out there to, to really help. There was more time spent in the promos that were used to build up the the match between Sting and Davey versus the Masters of the Powerbomb. More time was spent with those promos through the show than five of the six matches on this card combined. Ooh. That is, it's very telling that somebody in, in backstage does not know what the fuck is going on. So they definitely had uh, their head up their own ass with that. And that's actually very telling because in 93 WCW was actually in a lot of trouble um, creatively speaking. They had a lot going on back there. A lot of people were getting shuffled around and it, again, they're not quite ready to start to make that turn before they get to the mid nineties late or you know, that late nineties push where they start to challenge WWF. But um, I thought that was kind of an interesting thing to see that uh such a little wrestling actually happened on the show. And I don't even think I realized that while watching it until after the fact. But but yeah, um I I ended up giving the, the whole show just five and a half uh chances. I, I felt like the that extra half was just earned solely on the fact that uh the the beach scene was just so entertaining. Um but yeah, that's that's what I got. Um
0: I put, yeah, a lot of Davey Boy staying Masters of Powerbomb all over the show, probably a little too much too fast. I already kind of made that point. Uh, it f- I felt mostly negative about this show other than a couple of great high points. Like the squash in the beginning and the, the promo with the fucking you know, the boat and all that. Um, but the I, it, it was this show where I really noticed, like, they're getting, like, really formulaic with this format of, like, squash promo, squash promo. It, it, it really came through in this one.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I gave it a 5.4 out of 10.
1: We're, we're all pretty much on the same page for uh, WCW Saturday Night. Um, for the most part. They're,
0: getting, they're getting in danger again.
1: Yeah, without the masters of the powerbomb, I think this show would have been terrible.
0: It would have probably been not yeah. good, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get
1: to something that's a little uh a little bit better. Um uh, I, I I mean better than WCW, but I mean on my review I wouldn't say you know that from not that much. Um but WWF Raw June twenty first, nineteen ninety three. We get the one, two, three kid recap. Yeah, and with the Razor Ramon, uh, being surprised that he got you know pinned by the Stickman, and uh, you know the build up about you know pulling together some money, uh, for a rematch, Chico, um, and then we uh, see our commentators for the night, and I always like when they show like Vince uh, and Macho Man and Bobby Heenan. They always have like that siren going on in the background,
0: yeah, yeah, and they're like they're setting up the whole show for you mm-hmm. before it starts, which is cool because then it's like you get a feel for like, oh, this could be cool, like, you immediately know what to look forward to instead of just like you know, you tune into Saturday night and like maybe once in a while they'll tell you something like they told us, hey, Steve, going to fight Paul Orndorf later tonight, but that wasn't like at the top of the hour, that was like a little later, uh, so it's like you. He- they kind of build the show for you before it starts. It's like, all right, cool. I know what I'm in for. This, this, this could be fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I I do like that. Uh, They talked about you know Marty Jannetty versus Doink, and then Bobby Heenan is like checking under the ring and stuff.
0: <laughs> he started laughing. Yeah. They're like, what? And they were getting all irritated with him because he's like, nothing. There's just a bucket of bolts under there.
1: <laughs> uh, first match. Uh, when did the Steiners get the t- tag championships? By the way,
0: another phantom title change happened. Apparently, they, like Vince explained it, and it was like this convoluted bullshit. Where like they won it off of them off camera, and then they the the Money Inc. won it back off camera, and then they won it back off of them again off camera. <laughs> it's like okay,
1: <laughs> but uh, their opponents is jobbers. Barry Hardy versus... uh, versus And Reno Riggins.
0: Thanks for doing your due diligence, because, like, uh, they got... Both shows got really lazy about telling us who the jobbers are Mm -hmm. (laughs) this time. So I just wrote jobbers.
1: I wrote this down. I said, Goddamn suplexes look fucking stiff as hell. And then I wrote, Mm -hmm. fucking, the guy didn't want to take the Frankensteiners, so he looked... <laughs> he he didn't go he with the motion.
3: you
2: I actually googled to see if that guy got injured in that match because I thought he died. <laughs> that looked fucking awful. It's like he, he it's like he didn't know like it's like I said though like when Scott does that
0: move you're going to go over with him whether you want to or not. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit!" And he's like panicked in the middle of it, and just came out the other side, all fucked up. Yeah, because his he he- spiked
2: him right on his head.
1: His head's supposed to hit the mat, but the thing is, his head hit the mat and then did like a four fifty, like uh, move onto uh, Scott Steiner's back. Like he bounced off of the mat and then he rolled on his back, and I was like, "Ow!"
0: Yeah, like what the fuck? The, uh, yeah. You just need to go with it yeah I so, mean, i'm trying to give the wrestlers advice from the future but they're not gonna hear me
1: i do like how they're they're booking the signers though because they were getting those jobber pushes and now they're champions and now they you just got to keep on pushing them in these squash matches to make them look strong um and I'm i glad champions yeah and i and i dig that in their mm-hmm. face too so people love them that's when Scott Steiner last time had hair, I guess.
0: No, he still had hair up to uh, – I mean, he's had hair the whole time. He never lost his
2: hair. Yeah, he just made it, like, really short and beach blonde. But, the, uh I, I also enjoy the Rick Steiner numbers uh, singlet. I mm-hmm. talked
0: about that last time we saw Rick Steiner. I was like, what the fuck is this singlet? It's just numbers everywhere. And even Bob and <laughs> he, Bobby Heenan made fun of him for it. Like, <laughs> there, got, People didn't realize
2: up. there's, there's Steiner math lore. <laughs> it's, it's the beginning of styro And <laughs> there it is.
1: And Samoa Joe knows. <laughs> uh
0: knows they can't they can't count the money. They fucking lost. They lost their asses. So,
1: <laughs> so every we all agree this is a squash, right?
0: This was a squash. Okay. Uh yeah. Yeah. I like the suplexes. Uh Scott did some great looking chin locks too, I wanna say. Mm-hmm that look rough. Like he was just like, just like jerking the dude's head. Um, uh Rick hit the inverted atomic drop. I'm surprised you didn't say anything about it.
1: Oh yeah, sorry, he did. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot to write it down. I must have grabbed like food while it was happening because I saw these jobbers like, oh, they're gonna lose. <laughs> it
0: was a good one too. No, yeah, it was like
2: it was like the first movie did when Rick got in there too. He mm, hit yeah. it and it was brutal. Yeah, he ripped
0: it up and just went, bam, and that dude just like jumped off. On like <laughs> mm-hmm. ah,
1: <laughs> um, they had the King of the Ring recap. I kind of fast-forwarded it. Uh, no,
0: you missed something. Something very important here.
1: Oh, really? What happened?
0: Vince McMahon says behemoth very strangely, and it's it's I love it. He says bohemoth Is <laughs> he called Yokozuna a bohemoth from no, Japan. Japan? I miss that. I miss that too. <laughs> And I forgot, like, I forgot that's that's how he said it. I remember it from, like, way back then. He would always say bohemoth, and that, I would say bohemoth. And then somebody pointed out to me that's incorrect. So, <laughs> but it's I don't know. It's one of those Vince McMahonisms you're going to have to get used to. You'll hear a lot. Bohemoth, shoot the half, what a maneuver. And oh. He'll say some, some other shit.
1: <laughs> he said a lot of what a maneuvers tonight
2: what a maneuver
1: that it was like a simple like belly to belly suplex and he'd be like oh what a maneuver
0: well you know that's better than just talking over the wrestling and not paying any attention at all at least he fucking acknowledges it
4: mm-hmm.
0: unlike today's commentary fucking pieces of shit
1: tiger driver 98
0: <laughs> i mean that, that's a different problem altogether there <laughs> Hiroshi Hiroshi. You mean like the little the neck breaker on the knee thing? Calm down, dude. <laughs>
1: Side note, I, I hate every time when Excalibur says Top say however he says it. And then like Tony and JR have to chime in and like what did you say, Tony?
2: What 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 did he say? <laughs> <laughs> tope Suicida. I ordered one of those at the Waffle House. <laughs> I was I was like with JR just like tired of
0: his shit. He's like, El Tope Suicida. He fucking said that one time. I lost my shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, but yeah, we get Doink against martin Neto for two out of three falls, and Heel Doink is so great.
1: Yes, I love his theme song. By the way, and it's just, like psychotic
0: music. Yeah, think it's right dark. yeah.
4: yeah. I, mean,
0: I love when he like stares at the camera. And he just, like, looks at, the, and you can just tell he's, like, this guy who's, like, I think this this gimmick is a shoot. It's a work shoot because it's, like, Vince told Matt Bourne, you're going to be Doink the Clown, and Matt Bourne was, like, fuck. Because <laughs> he hated he's the darkest
2: it. fucking Doink that I can be, yeah.
0: And so he's, like, fine, well, I'm going to be, like, the most asshole, psychotic, deranged clown I will be as a wrestler, and he did. Yep. Doink was never this good after Matt Bourne. Mm -mm.
4: Were
1: you surprised about this match? I I was like. No.
0: Because the pattern has been established that if you give Doink enough time with anybody, somehow it ends up being like kind of weirdly like decent. (laughs) And Martin (laughs) Janetti not a bad wrestler or anything. I'm not saying that. He's pretty good. It's just, I'm going to full disclosure (laughs) Uh, I don't know what it was, but when I would watch this match and I would like type my notes for like the play-by-play, I write a lot of notes, but I end up not really using them. Um, I would keep forgetting what Marty would do in the offense. I don't know what that says about him or what that says about me, but it's like I would write down everything Doink did, and it would be I would perfectly remember it. Uh, But then like when Marty would do something, it's like I would go to write it and I would still kind of halfway pay attention. And I'd be like, wait, what the fuck did he just do? And I'd have to rewind it and watch him do it again.
1: I I think that's because he's not, in my opinion, a solo uh, competitor. I I think he needs a teammate. And every time he it seems like he's setting up for a team, a tag team move. But instead, he's setting up a move for himself. And it is just simple shit. And you and then you watch, then you watch Doink the Clown, and he's doing all this crazy stuff. Like the stuff that he hits makes me go, "Holy shit!" Like it's powerful as fuck.
2: Uh,
0: Mm -hmm. Even just basic
2: like punches and blows, like from him, look good. Strikes his Irish whip. He did a power Irish whip. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was rough. Oh, that was brutal looking. Yeah. What is Doink's finisher move, by the way?
0: Uh, he's got a couple, uh, whoopee cushion, which that's what he got the first pinfall with.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, they're not calling it that yet though. That's, but that's what it gets known to be. Um, and he's beaten people with a power driver a couple times, which happened in the third fall, even though that wasn't him still like he's I've, we've seen him beat a couple guys with the powder. Yeah. Which is awesome. More people should beat people with power drivers.
3: Yes. yeah, yeah It's never a bad
0: thing you fuckers that do flipping power drivers and they don't finish anybody damn it uh, <laughs> I, just, I have to get that out i'm sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah doink got the first pinfall with the whoopee cushion even though it's not uh that term yet uh i have to point this out in the second match because marty genetti does this weak ass elbow drop It did not
2: I don't even remember him doing an elbow drop. (laughs) He did. He went he went to the top and it was it was very weak, like elbow forearm drops. They're trying about the top forearm elbow bullshit. Mm -hmm. He tried to do the red hard elbow drop and he couldn't do it. His his moveset in this entire match is just very generic. Like everything every spot is just very generic. I think he gets one good like super kick then it was an oh, That was a great super kick, honestly. Oh yeah. It was. It was. It, it, again, it's it's not the problem. Janetti's a good worker, but it's just there's not there's you something know, missing there.
0: I wonder if like psychologically he he never really was able to put it together as a single guy. It's like what Dubs is saying, how he's like trying to set mm-hmm. up it's like he's still thinking about tag team psychology and then the way he's putting his spots together. Mm-hmm. He did that weird arm drag. Too remember he, he does the armbar thing and then he flips around his back and arm drags him like that's cool yeah. I've never seen anybody do that like, except Sami Zayn kind of does it um oh I want to say there's a spot that made me laugh where um they're doing the crisscross thing they, they <laughs> did it twice. but the first that, that's a different one that was funny mm-hmm. but the first time it's like Marty Mon- monkey flips doink and then doink. Goes to the corner, and that's when he's still doing the thing. Like, oh no! Like, come here, we'll we'll wrestle. We we will wrestle. And then he gets up, and he he, he grabs his hair, and just slams him, mm-hmm.
4: and then,
0: mm-hmm. fucking didn't goes. That was a Greco-Roman hair pull. <laughs> stop. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> and then, stop it! It is like, and then he does it. He did it again. Another Greco-Roman hair
2: pull. Stop that! <laughs> yeah, and then Vince like greco Roman hair pull. What is that nonsense? It's a good yeah. That was pretty cool.
1: And, and then when they ain't,
2: ain't your wrestling old.
1: then they they ran the ropes and Marty Janetti stops, but fucking Doink is still going, <laughs> and he's like, "What the fuck?" That's pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, and, and in the middle of the match, that's when the second Doink comes in, and my favorite part of the line is like, uh, because Macho Man is like, "Did you see it, Bobby Heenan?" He's like, I know. I think my monitor was off. And Vince is like, wait a sec. We're on the same monitor. <laughs>
0: you see them going to <laughs> Oh, I was looking away. I was, I, the, the, the sun was in my eyes or whatever.
2: <laughs> and Macho's just losing it. He's like, look, the face paint. It's different. He's has got the face paint. The face and then Vince is the, and then Vince yeah. like, the face paint's there. And Bobby's like, I didn't see anything. It, I don't it's it's, it's,
0: it's self replicating face paint. It sounds like it's what Brain should have said.
2: He, he could think of it in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just didn't get to it. That's okay. I,
1: I did like the, the mind games a little bit because when yeah. Doink went under the, the, the ring, you would think like the other guy would come out, but no, like he came out again and you know fucked with them, and that's when he hit him from behind. I was like, that's cool because automatically you think as the viewer and probably people at the arena that once he goes under the ring, that's when he's going to bring out the fresh other dude uh and he's gonna win the match uh which ultimately that's what happens but um i i like i like that like uh, matt bourne is the, the guy who's uh the first oink mm-hmm. yes, um yeah i i love his ring psychology i it, it's amazing that he took a clown gimmick and made it work <laughs>
2: People people need to watch Doink and learn how to how to do things. There's something in this match he does, and he does in a lot of other, his other matches when he gets really aggressive and he gets someone down and he's just beating them down and he's slapping them and he's apologizing <laughs> and he's oh, like, "I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." And then he does it again. like it's it is disturbing to watch. It's great, but it <laughs> it's and you can really learn from that. Like he he was ahead of his time. It's a real shame that. Uh, he wasn't able to continue on, uh, at least in WWF as, as doing, cause I would say his runs pretty short here, right? Like he's, we're, we're, we're coming right up to like within a year, he's going to, he's going to be let go from the company because of drug issues. And, uh, yeah, it really sucks. And then doing takes a whole different turn in how goofy he gets. He's very clear that they move in a different direction. Um,
0: well, yeah, it was like I was saying, Matt Bourne didn't like the gimmick anyway. Uh, which probably contributed to his, his problem. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And Matt Bourne probably could have really been somebody. He, he, he missed his break. Do you you know what, what happened with Matt Bourne? So like in the eighties, he mostly wrestled like in the Southern territories and he was kind of like a, I would say a mid card heel upper mid card heel. Like he was growing in popularity back then. and, he was going to be part of a big team that they were going to set up, and something happened where allegedly he got involved with like a minor, and he had to get the fuck out of town, and he just left the territory. He had no choice.
2: Ah, uh, wow, that's, that's
0: rough. That team was the Road Warriors. Matt Bourne was going to be a Road Warrior, and oh.
4: yeah. <laughs>
0: Now, Man,
4: now
1: you know why he did drugs. Because he, yeah. he could have been, he could have. I mean, I'm not taking away his doink. He made it work. He was, he was popular in the early '90s. Um, and
0: to, to clarify, uh, I'm not saying Matt Bourne was a pedophile. Apparently, he got with some girl, and she ended up being younger than what he thought it was. It was one of those things. Mm-hmm. And he found out about. it. He's like, "Fuck! I better, I gotta get the fuck out of here before they do something to me."
1: The first thing that comes to mind uh, when you say that is the movie The Wrestler, where he like meets that chick at the bar and just fucks her in in her in, in her room in the her parents' house or whatever. If you ever yeah. seen, it. God it.
4: yeah, goddamn,
0: Fucking... <laughs> yeah. Um, was there any other stuff you want to talk about in this match?
1: No, I I just I first of all, this match was twenty minutes long and
0: long match though
1: yeah it was a good yeah, long it. it was a good long match i uh marty Janetti. um he does have high energy i think he's just a little lost in a ring because he doesn't have you know Shawn michaels anymore still well not still he's not gonna have him <laughs> for the rest of now, it
0: now you know where Shawn and marty comes from who's gonna be sean who's gonna be marty mm-hmm. see it play out real time if you watch this stuff
1: yeah I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. I was impressed with Doink.
2: Chaz. Yep, exactly. I had six and a half Chaz's. That's exactly what I had. We're spot on tonight. Mm-hmm. Three for three so far on, on some of these. Um,
0: yeah, I wrote, I wrote a lot of shit, but I can't do that. I can't talk about everything. Uh, other than uh, the, the stuff at the end where uh, he finally switches with the other Doink and he hits a power driver and gets a three. Doink 2, I called him. And that's when Macho Man gets mad, and he runs in there, and he throws Doink 2 off the turnbuckle.
3: Mm. And
0: <laughs> he leaps outside and reaches under the ring and reveals the original was under the ring, and he argues with the referee, and he reverses the decision, and that causes Marty to win.
1: Yeah, And uh, uh, he, the match you forgot one key area during that is that Bobby Hannon talks to both Doinks and then goes back to the, the announcing table, and then Vince oh, is- yeah. And Vincent uh, Macho, like,
0: what are you doing? <laughs> like, nothing. I was, was... Yeah, there was a lot going on there when that was going on. I mean, I'm not saying that, like, it was bad. It was just, it, it was kind of like chaos. It's like, I don't know, this man needs to watch the old Raw and remember that sometimes, like, chaos is good. <laughs> Control chaos in yeah. like, little brief spurts.
1: Not AEW chaos. We don't need that.
0: No. Uh, Pre-lengthy match, good stuff. Good psychology. That was, like, the biggest thing I took away from this was, like, uh, even marty had a couple spots that was like good like the whole thing where he stopped on the criss cross mm-hmm. uh there was something else he did too where he tricked him i can't remember it now because i wrote too much
3: <laughs> oh yeah
2: they, they did a spot sequence where he's like running the ropes and he's gonna trick him and the first time doink actually like, barrels him over so they do it again they run the ropes and he stops him and doink's gonna get get one over on him and marty falls over and when he falls over, he's able to like catch him off and then, and then drop him.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah I, I like that too, because it shows, Hey, I learned from this and, and I gotcha. Yeah. It was there, was good. Also,
0: there was also a good baby face spot where it's like when doink two came out and he slid under the ring, the crowd was shouting at Marty telling him like, Hey, there's, he's under the ring. And he was like, he, what? And it's like, he, he responded instead of ignoring the crowd. Like, weird mm-hmm. sterile WWE shit is now. Uh mm-hmm. and then he was actually going to look and find the do- the other doink. He knew what was going on because he knows about this already. Mm-hmm. And then he just the problem was he got booted in the side of the head while he was busy doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but um 6.9 out of 10 for me. Nice. Uh, I really like the psychology. Matt board was great. He works he can work the camera like awesome.
1: That's it. All right. Mr. Hughes versus
2: Bobby Who. That was the job. Who? Yeah, Bobby. What's his last name? Who? No, but I know. I don't know either. What's his last name? Who? 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 Well, no, who? no I, Listen, who? I don't like owls anyway. It's my <laughs> least favorite bird. But, but, but who is Bobby?
1: Bobby Who?
0: He <laughs> and you are going to talk about this, this least favorite bird is owls thing later.
2: Owls are who? cool. I'm not owls gonna let cool. I was, I, I'm, I'm, I was in character. You better, you better have been. <laughs> um, um, fucking love Owls.
1: Mister Hughes still has the urn that he took away from the Undertaker and Paul Bearer, um, and uh, this was a squash. <laughs> he fucking power slammed the fuck out of Bobby who.
0: <laughs> yeah, Bobby who? After that, uh, holy shit! He uh, beat the fuck out of him.
4: Kill that man. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Now, I, the best part of the whole thing was just this whole commentary thing about trying to figure out what Bobby's last name was. That was my favorite part of the whole thing. I, after that, it was like, eh, whatever. But mm-hmm. he kept doing the thing. I, I actually think they drug it out a little too long, where he kept like hitting him with a big move, and then he'd pick him up after one, or like, he did it, like three or four times, like just, just kill him and get it over with, and then make your comment about how the Undertaker needs to come and stop you. The only thing I don't like about
0: like. <laughs> It's got nothing to do with him. I kind of like Mr. Hughes and Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a a missed opportunity with him because he doesn't ever really go anywhere here. Uh, He's a good big man. He can move pretty good for that size and he does like really good power shit. Uh, He's got a good look too. I like the fucking the sunglasses and the the fucking shirt. The sunglasses never come off brother.
1: Dude. what he wears must be so fucking soaked by the by the time he gets in the back room
0: it's got to be but you know it's he probably looks like big daddy v under that or some shit that's why he wears all the clothes Mm. he's less fat than him but yeah but uh i love the scoop slam the the body slam he does where he just throws that motherfucker across the ring Mm -hmm. holy shit uh the finish i was confused looks like he did like I almost want to call it like a sky high is kind of like what he did, but he didn't sit out for it. It was kind of strange,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: but squash.
1: Yes. A squash. Uh, I, I had the same, uh, opinion as Chaz because I was like, man, him doing the, you know, psych, I'm not pinning you. I'm going to keep on hurting you. Like it that could, too many times. that could have been more time for razor and one uh, versus one, two, three kid. Um,
0: Oh, I didn't finish my thought there. I'm sorry. Uh, What I was gonna say was every time Mister Hughes has a match, something else is going on, and then like they don't highlight the match, so it's like subliminally they're kind of telling you this match doesn't matter.
3: Mm -hmm. They're always like
0: it's it's either a gag, or they're talking about something else, or they do the gimmick where somebody calls and they're talking to to him on the phone, like they're talking to Shawn Michaels, they're talking to Hacksaw Jim Duggan, or something. And I think that's like doesn't that doesn't do Mister Hughes any favors.
4: Mm-hmm. So
1: I think the angle with the Undertaker is interesting, better than Giant Gonzalez. Even though we already talked, about, me and you, Zach already talked about like the reason why he wears that stupid getup because he just doesn't look physically attract att- attracted uh, to have a shirt off or whatever.
0: He's not physically imposing without that giant dumb bodysuit he's wearing. Like, he, he looks scrawny as fuck, apparently, without that shit on. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I, I suppose you can do something else. I mean, I can't imagine anything other than him his body being covered in third-degree burns looking better than that fucking bodysuit. I just
0: <laughs> wouldn't like, the bodysuit's not the problem. It's just, like, the design on it is the problem. If he just would have come out in, like, a full bodysuit and make it look like, I don't know, like he was super shredder or some shit. People would be like, what the fuck? Like, you know what? Actually, if he just came out and he was basically like Super Shredder, they just call him something else, like Super Destroyer.
3: Mm-hmm. Whoa!
0: Like, that, yeah. that guy, he's wearing armor. hes He's got like
2: the Vader shit where he takes the helmet off or something. Big shoulder pads. I mean, we already know shoulder pads work. We're in the 90s. I mean, I agree with you. You could do that. I mean, just don't put a a weird muscle, like, Anatomic muscle, hairy bodysuit with like fucking fur and shit on it. That didn't make any sense. No. guy looks like stupid as fuck. Oh yeah, he looked at he looked at like EC3's dad or something. ec 3s he, he's the he's the prototype troglodyte <laughs> So, uh, this this thing with Taker and
0: Gonzalez isn't over though. I don't, <laughs> I don't think they have a, They have another encounter at SummerSlam. Oh no. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. It's, and it's coming. it's worse. It's worse than
1: it's... the last one. Mm-hmm. All right. Main event time. It's time for the bad guy and, uh, one, two, three kids to finally, uh, face off. Uh, Razor remote, bring down the money in his money bag. that tells you how much money's inside of it. Um, he puts it by the turnbuckle, because, uh, foreshadowing, uh, <laughs> Can't, you got to keep your money safe, Razor. Um, this match was good. It, it was it was constructed good. Um, one two three. I don't know if you want to call him Xbox, call fucking six pack. I
0: just call him Kid right now. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's doing his uh, flippy moves and stuff, trying to get you know Razor uh, like how he won the last time, but it's not working, Chico. Chico no. Uh, the bad guy knows what to do this time. Um, it's
0: working a little bit. He he came off a little more effective in this match. Like some of his moves were actually hurting him and he was taking him down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just, he would kick out. Like shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I wrote down like the, the part where he exposes the concrete, uh, mm. they didn't hit the concrete <laughs> at all. Uh, it, yeah a part of him didn't
0: did it not hit it it's like he kind of landed more on the pad than the fucking ground mm-hmm. it hit the concrete
4: yeah
2: actually yeah there's a i remember hearing a thing about this uh it's like a list or something i like listened to or something about people getting injured uh he actually ended up having a minor injury from this. He ended up getting a concussion and like some stitches or like a gash or something. I don't think there was like a massive bleed cause it was in his head and like all the hair and stuff there. But yeah, he, had, he ended up having a pretty like, like non-significant injury. Like clearly didn't cause any big major problems, but like it was enough to be like something that could have been way worse. Um, So, so yeah, yeah it, it was all like... because of that, that botch.
0: Yeah, it looked like his bell got rung for sure. Cause like you could tell after that, like he was slower. And then like I think he was like, you know, Razor was trying to like Is okay, kids like, hang on a minute, I'll chop you a few times. He's like, Get your bearings back. And then, it's like when it when it was his time to do a couple other things, you could tell he was kind of stumbling and shit, like his balance was off.
1: Yeah, when when he did that botch move, like I thought the Scott Hall, like the you know Scott Hall himself, was like, oh shit, let me get you in there. He he like puts him in the ring. He he slowly gets up into the ring, uh, like a veteran would, you know, to give him time to catch his breath. Probably, probably talk to the referee. Are you fine to go for the rest of the match? Probably said yes, Mm -hmm. Um, and then you know did the chops and stuff. Uh, But I, I have to say. I it didn't feel memorable at all. This match, in my opinion, like I it was it, it it was short. It was straight to the point, which was fine. And then it had that double count out because uh, <laughs> the one, two, three kid steals the money and had a getaway car ready to, to leave. Um, but like, it was an okay match. It wasn't it, the build that we got seemed like we were getting some is there another match after this obviously i'm guessing
0: I, i'm not sure there might be there's room to, for there to be but it's like i don't think the matches he has with kid is like what's really important about this mm-hmm. this is like a kind of a uh an impetus uh a mechanism to do something else they're, they're, they're trying to do two things at once with this yeah uh mm-hmm one is get kid over as like a, a baby face young young new baby face scrappy guy which is working
3: because mm-hmm.
0: it's like goddamn this 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 kid is popular enough that he's going in there and he's hitting like regular moves i mean they, they probably don't look regular to a 1993 audience like doing those fucking crazy calf kicks and the the fucking the sobat and the spinning heel kick uh but it's like he's doing these moves and going for a pinfall, and like the crowd is counting with it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and then when he kicks out, it's like oh god damn it! Like like that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he's like They're a new guy. It. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: And like, I, I think know. one thing it's got to be sold too. They said it's the beginning of the match. Sean Waltman was not a small guy. Sean no. Waltman is is like six. I think he's right at six one, six yeah. two. 226 pounds like that's that's my size but he's muscle like so he's clearly like in great shape and he is just dwarfed by razor i think it's one of razors most underappreciated assets he was so big like he yeah. I think we talked before about how he can just get he was able to get um so swollen like, just by like a lot of guys like to want to get like a cut right before they get out there. So they would like do a couple reps or push ups or something and, and do curls or something like that just to get nice and swollen on television. And apparently, he was the best to be able to just do it like, you know, the drive of a hat. And I mean, and Razor's just super tall. Uh, So, I mean, he makes him look so small, but like compared to the audience, like one, two, three kid would make a lot of the, the people in the audience look small, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that it's just that like, their their chemistry I think is good I, I do agree this match doesn't hold the same luster as that original match where he gets the classic pin and is able to to uh get one over on him and and everything that's that's always the memorable one but I mean, I think this doesn't service um definitely that that botch was a little scary yeah. so yeah i
1: i I guess I was thinking that you know and maybe that it might still happen hey. I know at some point Razor becomes kind of face a little bit down the road.
0: It's because of this. Yeah. yeah. It's because of this feud. And that was the other thing I was getting at. They're turning the Razor face slowly from this.
1: Yeah. So I could totally yeah. I could totally see like Razor being like, stick, Mang. I know we used to have difference, Mang. But let's do something together, Mang. And it's
0: like, because of, yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, because I don't remember seeing it to its completion. But I feel like what happens is he respects him because he fucking outsmarted him and he beat him and shit and he's like Stickman, man got my respect Chico and I think it, Money Inc. starts picking on him and that's when Razor's like hey, fuck you <laughs> <laughs> the only I can pick on the stick man
2: <laughs> yeah, well they pick they, they actually tag together too for a while and that's what leads to that action zone match with him the, the two of them together against Shawn Michaels and Diesel uh, which yeah. is like a heavily underappreciated match, just because it's hard to find. But uh, I, I guess it is on Peacock though. It just it's hard to find because it's under Action Zone or, or there's like a compilation it's under or something. Um, but you can always YouTube it or find it that way.
0: I think um, it's under the In Ring tab, and there will be like hidden <laughs> gems. Is
2: like what it is. Yeah. So no, it's 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 pretty good. I was able to watch it, and it's it's a great match. Definitely would recommend it for those that are fans of Razor want to go back and watch some of his best moments.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, what did you have anything else? I mean, I know w- what happens at the end. He comes back and he talks to Vince and all that stuff, and has that like mini promo a little bit. But you guys had any f- it, uh, other th- thoughts about this match?
0: Um, the action in it was good. Uh, the crowd was into it. and That helped. Mm -hmm. um i think my favorite spot is when it's like Razor's got him in the middle of the ring this is before they go outside and that shit happens outside uh Uh, he's gonna do something to him and then like kid you know hits the gut he punches him in the gut he does the backflip backdrop thing is what he's getting ready to do back suplex but then like when he lands on the 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 backflip it's like he grabs it by the throat, just choke slams the living shit out of him. <laughs> it's on the back of his head. It's like, oh god damn. <laughs> that was like one of the best choke slams I've ever seen. Yeah, that's and, pretty the, good. The, and the commentary saw it too. It's like, oh man, I don't uh I don't know. And then he's like his legs aren't moving. That worries me. <laughs> that's
3: kind yeah. Of shit.
0: Um let's see. Uh what else? Yeah, this the shit happens outside that the finish i'm kind of wondering if they uh changed the finish slightly like how they got there a little bit because you can tell oh yeah he's fucked up brother so he hits the moonsault he probably asks, hey can you still hit the moonsault yeah okay does it and then he grabs the money bag after he kicks out of two it's like he just gets up and <laughs> grabs the money and runs away and gets in a lincoln town car
1: who do you think who do you think the driver
0: uh, Aldo Montoya deep <laughs> cut so,
2: so I remember uh, as reading about this a little bit too this kind of ties back into the whole thing Razor being concussed there was speculation which none of this is it's completely unfounded so take it for what it is but there was speculation that this match ended incorrectly that this match actually was supposed to end with 123Kid again getting the pin and that yeah. Razor kicked out because he was concussed and he didn't realize it. It was just instinct that he kicked out. So then that's why there's that, there's a very brief awkward moment where he does kick out and you notice that one, two, three kid looks a little confused and then he's like, Oh, whatever. And he just, then he just goes and gets the money and runs out. And the whole point is the finish was supposed to be, he gets the same pin, then immediately gets his stuff, runs out like, Oh, i got one on him again and gets out. So, uh, I don't know how much of that's actually true cuz the match also finishes again fairly smoothly. I so it's it's hard to buy into that, but given that there was the the injury potentially there with with Razor, it's it's kind of believable. What are your thoughts on on that? It oh. it, it felt
1: you know planned obviously. Um if they had to do do it on the fly, I mean it, they must have had some type of uh you know, well then again, maybe the finish would be the same that he would get out by that car yeah um,
3: yeah
2: the finish the finish was the same the difference though is that one two three kid gets the pin and then the moment he gets it he gets the money and hightails it out so the finish would actually be the same it just wouldn't have ended in the double count out i
1: i think yeah. I, I think it was booked right because if they had one two three kid pen again um it would mm-hmm. kind of look razor make, make him look stupid um, mm-hmm. and that could have hurt him if he would have lost it. I mean, it's still, he still kind of looked stupid anyway, because he ran off with the money because he left it literally right in front of you in the turnbuckle instead of maybe like giving it to the, the, the bellkeeper or the timekeeper and all that stuff. Um, but Hey,
3: it was it, overconfident,
1: I guess, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. what happens when you're the bad guy villains. Yep. Lose. I
2: agree with you on that. That's what makes me think it. Whatever that that theory is, is a bunch of bullshit. Because it, exactly that, it would have not made sense. Razor was one of the more one of the most over talents at the time in the company, um, and I you had one two three kid who was an up and comer, and yes, he he's getting the rub right now from Razor, but you you can't hurt Razor's character and persona as that that big heel by doing that like. The one time is fine, but repeatedly, then he just looks like a fool. So, I agree with you on that.
1: Zach, what about
2: you?
0: Uh, No, nah, I think it was all played. I I I, could,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I don't think Razor was concussed anyway. He seemed fine. So, like, I didn't pick up on him. I thought it was, you know, just kid that was concussed. It was obvious he was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, I like this match though. Uh, it was fun. Uh, it was over with the crowd. And the ending, I remember this when I watched it back then. I got it. So, like, it might be a little bit of nostalgia, it might be a little bit of sentiment, uh, but I give it a 6.7 out of 10 because it was just so fun. It was like, it was a match that was fast-paced, had a lot of stuff happening in it, and then there was, like, an angle at the end. Mm-hmm. It's just set, setting up the hey, this feud will continue, because, yeah, after the match, they go McMahon's there. He's like, what just happened? And He's like, stick man can run, but he can't hide Chico. Nobody rips off the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Razor Moves after the kid, the main man, is going to get him.
1: Yeah. I gave it a 6.1 out of 10 because it's a good match. Good uh, good ending. I just, I was, I guess I was expecting a little bit more. And Raw has this thing where they put like, good matches in the middle or like in the beginning. So like Doink versus Janetti, like that 20 minute match was in the middle and then it seemed like the the razor and one, two, three kid was short. Um, which I think they should have gave more time to them to have that part. But um, yeah, th- that's the I reason think, why I gave I it. I think
0: it was the right length. I, I don't think they should be having a real long match or anything. He's, he's uh, not as Established enough to make Razor wrestle that long.
2: I I don't know. I I think that it could have it could have went a little longer. I mean, I'm not wanting a 20 minute banger. Like I I agree, they can't it can't be an endurance match. But I think a couple minutes could have really helped. Um, and, and to that point, um, this match was five according to the thing I'm looking at now. Five minutes 31 seconds. The each of the squash matches that happened the uh, Mr. Hughes squash match was three minutes and the Steiner brother match was actually almost four minutes. So to me that, that really shows that, you know, if you just shaved some time off of each of those, you could have shaved some time off the doink one. It was a good match too, but there was some stuff that did play out a little longer than it probably needed there. Cause it was almost 21 minutes and that could have given a couple uh, you know, two to three minutes more, for razor and and waltman to work over and i really think that that would have benefited it so i gave it six and a quarter chaz's again good could have could have been more memorable with maybe a little more time
0: okay
1: well uh overall uh zach you go first with the overall and what you thought of it
0: Oh, okay well yeah real quick they set up stuff for next episode yokozuna will be there for a special interview Mm -hmm. and then uh I wonder if it's going to be Jim Cornette shows up. I'm excited if it is. <laughs> uh, Shawn Michaels will defend the IC title against Kamala, which should be fun.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> yep. They're doing the um, interview on the Intrepid, remember?
3: Oh, I,
0: I did. I forgot that it was on, that, that it was that specific one. Okay.
1: Yeah, because the 4th of um, July is coming up soon, so they got to hit that holiday. America America
0: um fun show good wrestling razor kid feud continues uh six point eight out of ten
1: okay Chaz what about you
2: Yeah, I agree this is a good good show I enjoyed it especially with the nostalgia with razor I thought I thought everything was great um definitely a big fan of the the doink match too and even the squashes were fine like they were serviceable so i I gave it uh, six and a half chas man
1: me and Chaz have been on point. I'm giving the whole show it a 6.5 out of 10 um because wrestling does WCW remember that? I don't think so. Um Surely
0: not boats. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you boats. Uh like i like I said both, before, like I said before. both
0: wrestling shows are pushing an angle with a boat right now. I just want to point that out.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. that's is, that is true. Uh um if they didn't have the uh, the whole U uh, boat thing, I, I would have probably gave uh, a solid five to WCW, maybe even a four, because it was so boring without that stuff. Uh, but with the wrestling, I mean, Steiner's looked good. The Marty Jannetty versus Dwink was good. Um, I'm interested in see what the Mister Hughes versus uh, Undertaker angle that's happening. And then we're getting more Razor versus One Two Three Kid, solid show. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Raw is going upwards. I know we're gonna hit a plateau soon when we get to the like all the, you know, the job gimmicks about trash cans and Repo Man's and all that stuff.
0: Occupational wrestlers. Yeah.
2: Race car. <laughs> Spark plug, With Bob Holly. Spark plug. That's right. Yeah. So. That Those are the two
1: shows. Um, I have a question for you, Zach, uh, because we have one more in the month of June, and it's WWF Raw because it shows no show for WCW Saturday night on June 26th. Is that correct? Yep.
0: I don't have a show for that day for some reason.
1: So are we doing June 28th and then July 5th, Double Raws? No.
0: We're gonna do June, and then we're gonna rank June. Remember our, oh, yeah. our ranking gimmick?
1: Yeah, we got to give the, the Google Doc to um, Jazz here. But uh,
0: well, that was the thing. Like, can he participate after only really watching a couple shows?
2: He could He can
1: He could chime in. He could chime in. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, as, as we've discussed, I uh, we'll we'll see if I'm gonna be available for the next show. Anyway, I'm I'm gonna be getting some color of my own uh, with a. Uh, with some surgery. So, we'll have to see if I'm able to 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 be here or not. I will say it's going to be a really good time if I'm able to because I'm I'm going to be um medicated. It's going to be great.
1: More than, more than Davey Boy Smith.
2: Oh, not not that medicated.
1: <laughs> or uh
2: I'll still be able to tell you you can shove it up your you know what? Yeah, I be I'll be better than that, but.
0: <laughs> He's going to be on depressants, not fucking accelerants.
2: yeah i'm gonna be on angel Dust
1: crack (laughs) or the kurt angle percocets
2: perk angle
0: that's kurt angle
2: oh no i'll definitely i'll definitely be be very living my best perk angle life yeah and i'll also maybe have like a dusty type of vibe because i'll I'll have my mouth packed in but we'll see
4: Mm.
1: but uh yeah uh so just to reiterate bring up the trusty calendar june 28 1993 wwf raw Um, We're going to be watching that, and we're going to be doing our end-of-the-month awards, and that's going to be not next week, but the following week, because it's bi-weekly. It's
0: a bi-weekly show, unless otherwise...
1: Yes, unless we have to, if we want to stack some shows, sometimes we do that, just so that we can move along the the schedule. Um, But that's where we're going to end it here. If you want to watch more Get In Some Color, make sure you go to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Red Circle... Amazon Music, and we also have Big Trouble Podcast. We're doing Pierce Brosnan, um, James Bond, and we're doing Die Another Day. And boy, oh boy, can't wait to talk about that, uh, especially the, the intro. Fuck Madonna. Um, <laughs> and uh, me and Zach do the uh, Nemesis Project. We have Resident Evil Revelations 2 coming up. When, when we finish it. Uh, and we're working on a Metal Gear podcast that soon you'll know the name. Uh, and it will be out when it's out. <laughs> Whenever Andy puts the outline and stuff. Soon. Yes. So we're going to add it here, y'all. Um... Remember, everybody, to make sure you get some color.
0: Bye, guys. Bad guys out. Survey says we're done.